All right, Evil Squid Comics Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And we uh, get together every couple weeks, talk about comic books and pop culture type stuff. And you just have a deja vu feeling. It does it feel like weird. a matrix, so, man. Anyway. So, <coughs> yeah, we have a Facebook page, Evil Squid Comics. Check it out. You can follow our podcast live if you're listening to this um, you know, on the podcast. Enjoy right? all the app. You can always extra live. You would see all the mistakes we made. Mistakes. <laughs> Not that I edit this at all, yeah. by the way. But anyway, so yeah. It's a new year. We, we're, we're, we're pumped. Star Wars, I think they were talking about that they may go to the Knights of the Old Republic here. Oh, in the next film, yeah, the I heard. Next I read that. Things, yeah. I think so that's a wise move. That was kind of the news, you know, area of things. I think that's a uh, uh, I think so. safe, safe uh Well, they're also talking about, like, uh, Kevin, was it Fage or whatever, who does the Marvel, who kind of manages that, to maybe coming over to try to help with the Star Wars side of things. Too. Well, they need some help. I would uh, Do they? tend to agree with that. No. I don't know. Well, I, I think as much as I enjoyed the latest trilogy, it felt like a little like a ship without a rudder. Yeah. Like, but, it didn't have a very good... Like, Kevin Feige is good at kind of having a little bit of steering. I don't get that. What's that? I don't get that. Get what? That everybody's like, oh, it just didn't feel like it had a... It was a ship without a rudder. And well, I felt number like... Number two broke all these... Broke all the rules of Star Wars, and then they had to come we'll in. Go right is that where we're going, right to Rise right Skywalker? Like, I don't understand. Like, well, then I can continue with how the was, later. How was the second movie so bad and so different? It wasn't. It wasn't bad or no, different. It wasn't it bad. Just, but why does everybody always say that? Like, the well, last because Jedi... A lot, a lot because of, a lot of things that... that, that Force Awakens was setting up. The Last Jedi did like a left or a U-turn on it a bit. On a bit. Like what? A 180. Give me a specific. Like Ray. Like they were trying to say, oh, she's somebody important. We don't know who her parents are. And then it's like, ah, oh, they're nobodies. It's like, Snoke. okay. Snoke. He's this big bad guy. Oh, he's he gets wiped out easily and he's dead. And then he turns out he's old man very Luke. important. A lot of people did not like old man Luke. And especially that part in there when he's talking about... How the Jedi yeah, were got too prideful and whatever the heck else and yeah. got their asses kicked. But the Jedi's have always been too prideful. Hey, what happened in the first? My pre- thing is, is that I, you're preaching, they... you're preaching to the <laughs> choir here. I honestly loved Last Jedi. Any part with Luke and Ray in there, yes, I thought that Last was, Jedi. I Great thought movie. that was good. Well, I wouldn't go that quite that far. Last that Jedi movie. has some issues. It has some issues. But you not know, many. Canto Bl- Blight or whatever the hell it is is, yeah, is not very you good. You can take that out. Um, Everything else is great. That's the that's the place where they go to the casino. He gets a little political with his whole little thing with Benicio del Toro and how he's selling crap to both sides of the the thing. You know, he has to you know get a little. That's political. Then the Mandalorian was political because he did the exact same thing. Complain about? He didn't really complain about that that I know of. He he swaps sides. He didn't come across as preachy. He came across as a little preachy. There is in in the Last Jedi. He has a little. What do you want to say? Soliloquy, soliloquy mono, you know, whatever. Monologue. Monologue, there you go. Benicio Del Toro's character. Oh, yeah, TikTok yeah. or whatever the hell his okay. name was. And he's talking about the fact that these guys Can blow each other up movie? in this type of thing. What's that? I want a Benicio Del Toro solo movie. There you go. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I didn't like his character. Know, this much. is what, but, on the internet, everything. Oh, The Last Jedi was horrible. Oh, sweet. I can complain about that Star Wars guy, people soon. That guy, whatever, yeah. Rain or whatever the hell. Ryan Johnson. Ryan, they're, t- they're idiots. He's, he's okay. horrible. Like, no. The worst yeah, and then go ever. see Knives Out. Knives Out is fantastic. Go back and watch Looper. Looper is a very good movie. Go watch Brick. It's a pretty good movie. 
What's you know? funny because like Ryan uh, Johnson is a very good filmmaker. It's, it's he is. And he, he tried to do some twists. The, well, the problem that okay, so to the point of the rudder, rudderless type of thing, they brought in somebody, a big name, J.J. Abrams, to kick it off. Right. He set things up, but my problem is, is that after watching two and three or eight and nine, I get the feeling that while he set stuff up and maybe gave some people some ideas, they didn't plot shit out at all. They right. just let the next guy pick it up and do the, you know, storytelling leg, and he picked the next it's one It's like up. a game of telephone. It really is. So? so, no. Okay, so they bring in another big name, a guy <laughs> so? who's an up-and-coming director, Ryan Johnson. Let him tell his tale. He told something that maybe was that critics loved, but the general Star Wars public, I guess, didn't really like it. because A small faction. Yeah, but very vocal. Very vocal faction. Yeah. Right. That killed the Rotten Tomatoes and... Made yeah. a lot of people, you know, divisive on this whole movie and everything. But here again, it basically set some things up where the next damn director, Colin, uh, what was it, Trevor? Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, so he basically said, I don't know what the fuck to do. And they were going, you know, having debates with Lucasfilm and all this other type of stuff, and he ends up getting kicked out. Now, I think it was somewhat. Yeah, I think some of it was that, that he just said, I'm leaving. And so then Lucasfilm's like, and, you know, Captain Kennedy's like, oh, fuck, what the hell do we do? And they go back and they find J.J. Abrams said, to bring please, it in. Please, please come in. That's right. It. Hey, you had an idea when you set up the first one of this trilogy. Can you come in and finish this off? So he came in. He's he, like, well, Ryan a... Johnson screwed up everything I did. Well, he didn't say that. But <laughs> he didn't Ryan say jo- that, but he did. Ryan Johnson changed a lot of things around. So then J.J. <laughs> Abrams is like, how the hell do I fix some of this or get around to what I wanted to? And so he has to pack an hour of this film, Rise of Skywalker, with all sorts of freaking bing-bang you know, type stuff, like these little freaking skits to try to set up crap for what he wants to do in the last half of his film. You know, now... Because of that, it's back to your rudderless theory here, you know, of things, of which, and plus, because The Last Jedi was so divisive among the fans, you know, they had a brain trust, I think, of people. Not only J.J. Abrams, but Catherine Kennedy, probably a bunch of other people from the Disney type of things that are saying, oh, you better do this, or you better do that, do this. So that The Rise of Skywalker comes out going, what the hell do we just watch, you know? I mean, this is kind of a, a fucked up, weird trilogy in which... It starts off pretty strong, but then it kind of takes this weird turn, and then it takes yet another turn that's all this mishmash mammal of stuff, you know? So, uh, you, I don't see it. Don't you don't feel I, that? You don't feel I, that? I feel like the... Uh, well, I, I, it sounds like I really hate Rise of Skywalker, and I don't hate it. It is a good... It's, it's a Star Wars movie, and it kind of fits into how Star Wars is, you know, kind of the soap opera-ish you know, type of stuff. But the th- fact is, that first hour is not good filmmaking. <laughs> I mean, it's... And that's what I think I have the bigger problem with, you know, type things. I mean, it gets back to some of the initial trilogy of things, you know, type stuff, where Lucas can't write dialogue at all. He's got great ideas. And his directing style is, just do that, but with more feeling, you know, or whatever the heck else, you know, type things. But that's Star Wars. But it is Star Wars <laughs> to a point. But that's what we forgive. But if you look back at Empire Strikes Back and even, say, Return of the Jedi... Those actors came a long way, and they could really do some stuff. Now, I'm not saying the same thing, you know, even in the, uh, the prequels, in a way. Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of does the same thing. Ewan McGregor, he gets a hell of a lot better by the third one than he was in the first. But I think he did that himself. Now, I don't know what the hell was up with Natalie Portman. I mean, she just seemed to be a freaking piece of wood the whole time. So, uh, you know, but it's so there's the, some of those that, problems that, there of, of poor directing 
And I'm not saying yeah, that J.J. Abrams... directing, because those are good actors. I mean, that's you right. had good actors I in, the, in the... writing, too. The, well, writing, I th- the I th- writing is terrible in the prequels. The writing's the terrible prequels. to the prequels, and the writing's not necessarily... Like, it's it's a little... The plot and the story is good in the prequels. I think the dialogue yes. is just bad. The ideas... That's what I mean. The dialogue. Well, you said the writing. Well, writing is plot and dialogue. The dialogue. Yeah. The dialogue His overall, is but, terrible. But here's the thing. He Lucas had, is not a good dialogue. No, he's horrible. But he had a good outline and an overall one, And I'm like... How do they say these lines with a straight face? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. but they're good actors. It's Ewan McGregor. It's Natalie Portman. It's Samuel yeah. Jackson. It's... That's what Harrison Ford told the Lucas. Is like you can write this stuff, but we can't. We can't we say, can say it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, no, there was a lot of that type stuff. But I guess where I'm going back to the Rise of Skywalker is, well. What's the first hour? What's the first hour? They just terrible? bounce around. The first from hour. Is, the first hour. I think I counted the second time around. They visit like freaking six different damn places. You know, type yeah. things in a way. What's you know, and they're time? well because everything is like because it's rushed. It doesn't it, it's feel very like really, rushed. You know, if you look at the very first dogfight that happens, you know, right there out of the gate when they're trying to get those things the and, bomb, and whatever the else. Bombardiers. The, uh, bombardiers. You think they're last Jedi? No. Yeah. yeah that's what we're talking. No, about. no I'm talking about Rise of Skywalker. I I I've done skip by Last Jedi. I mean, Last Jedi has its issues. We can go back around to that. But oh, I thought we were might, talking about no, Last Jedi. My problem is, is Rise of Skywalker. Part of it is the fact Skywalker. that when you get to Rise of Skywalker, the first hour in particular, that it just feels like, to me, it's a jumbled mess. Because he's trying to catch up everything that Ryan Johnson did differently than he wanted to do, J.J. Abrams. So he can get back to so where he can get he back can, so to he can where, tie it all up. So he can tie it all up to where he originally thought his trilogy was going to go, which is essentially the last hour of Rise of Skywalker. It's not movie. It starts out, you find out that Palpatine's back, he's the bad guy. Yes, but did you really need to go around finding some goofy-ass wayfinder, you know, type things, or whatever the hell well, yeah, else? When Kylo Ren has one of them, do you need? You have to go into this area or whatever the hell else that happens to be the ship that took her... You know, parents, so that you can start setting this type of thing up for who her real parents really are, and kind of foreshadow the fact that she's Palpatine's daughter or granddaughter or whatever, with the little lightning strike of almost killing Chewie or whatever the hell happens there, which is kind of nonsense. Then you've got to have this thing, you know, where you show, oh, Jedi have healing power because you got to set this shit up for the later half of the movie. So everything that's happening in this first hour is like bam, 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 because so, they got to try to set up what's going to happen in the last hour. If you watch that last hour, it goes a whole hell of a lot slower because he's actually pacing that thing out to what he originally thought he was going to have. And that first hour is essentially... Let me try to get everything set up so that everybody can know where I want to go and have some foreshadowing of why this makes sense at the end. It should have been the second movie. You guys, it you really guys, was. You guys detail. You, you, I don't you, know if I detail. You care about the details Maybe. way too much. Just go in and watch the fucking movie, and it's a good movie. I don't care how fast it's it is. It's good that it goes fast. See, that's my problem. Is I do, not feel, boom, boom, boom. I do not it feel like... It goes fast, and I'm like, ooh, this is fun. This is happening. This is happening. And that's good. And I laugh, and I have fun, and I'm like... I just did not feel movie. like it was a, a very well-made movie, is where I go back around to. Yeah. A lot of times in Star Wars, I forgive the stupid shit that happens in some stupid dialogue, but, you know... It's, it's not paced it's, real well. It's the fact that the pacing is all screwy and whatever the hell else that starts throwing me to where I feel like it's just not a very good film, you know, as as well as just having dumb dialogue and everything else. I mean, as it keeps going, my oldest daughter thought, you know, some of the stuff, you know, was pretty stupid. Hell, the whole damn ending where, you know, uh, Ray's dead, Ben comes back, kisses her, and then he dies. She laughed at, you know, type thing. So it's not, some of it is just that it's, it's Star Wars-y goofy. 
you know, which to a point you can forgive. But the fact that the whole damn film seemed a lot of that way because of some strange pacing and whatever the heck else it's doing, it, it gives it to, it, at least for the final movie of this big nine episode arc, if you're really getting to that point, it just didn't stick the landing to me. Hmm. You know, Return of the Jedi, for as goofy as it is and everything, had fairly decent pacing. It was action-oriented. It was building on those characters, this type of stuff. And it had a hell of a payoff at the end. And when you met that Emperor and you had that whole throne room scene, they spent the time with it. It all did very well. You know, you felt like you were in dire straits, and then the, the good guys win. It was a great ending to that whole saga. When you got to this one now, it was like, oh, shit, we better throw this, this, and this, and throw everything in the kitchen sink in there. It's, it's got some good parts. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I, I sound like I hate this, but it's really got some really good things. But as your, an your anchor, your finale to everything, it's just not a good film. It's the, the other wrong thing. story that they should have told anyway. The I whole, agree. The whole trilogy is the wrong story. Well, I would agree with that. That's what I was going to say. So, like, the first six movies still feel like a complete story. And this last trilogy, it doesn't really feel like it's the same oh, story. Oh, I would agree. It feels just tacked it's on. It's tacked Is that on. Is what you were saying? How it doesn't... Well, they told the wrong story. For, if, for it to be a continuation of the first six movies, they really did tell the wrong story. Because it doesn't feel like part of the original saga. It feels like just another... Well, a new story that they... You like took a, a six-episode well, Skywalker saga and you turned it into a nine-episode Palpatine saga. Yeah, and it's like this... That that last this last trilogy didn't really need to exist, obviously, and it doesn't really enhance the initial six oh, movie gosh, story. No. Yeah, right. Is that kind of what you were saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, the time the time jump. So from Jedi to, to Force Awakens, Force Awakens there's, a, there's a, like a good what, time jump. Thirty years. Thirty. But come years. on, you get the same thing from Episode Three to Episode Four. I mean, it's not thirty, it's but it's like jump. twenty. Yeah, it's like twenty. Right, but you're you're. You're continuing Darth Vader to this. So, Correct. at the end of Return of the Jedi, they beat the Empire. It's very true. And, Everything's tied up in this Luke, nice little boat. Luke is the new, he's going to be the, he's the new Jedi, and yep. he's going to start a school. Correct. And then we go 30 years a, ahead of time, and we've got the new bad guy, and the Empire's back. But we don't know where Luke is, and yeah. that's part of the story. And then Luke is like, oh, well, I took... I took Han and Leia's son, and I started this Jedi Temple, and then everything went wrong, and then Ben turned on me, and let's see that the fucking story. movie. No let's kidding. see that goddamn yeah. movie. Because where they stop, yeah. and then and they in come the meantime, back, you can see this. And then we can, can see have... the Emperor floating around in deep space <laughs> and doing Mary Poppins into some damn ship, and so at least we have a reason to know that the Emperor's still around. Right, and we you can know? have take your time. We can to have your point. the Empire Strikes Back movie can be the second movie. Force Awakens was fine. Like you introduced oh, the yeah. new Empire, but then you got to figure out you introduce who, some really good you characters. You got to find out who Kylo Ren is. You know what I mean? Like you got to figure out who he is, and then you do the second story where you go back and you show that the Je I mean, I want to see the Jedi. Like I want to see him fail at the Jedi. Yeah. And then it makes more sense rather than a five second flashback. And then Luke remembers it a different way than yeah. than Kylo remembers it. And but I. Don't, that's what I mean. Like, I wanted the continuation of that. And this, just like you said, it isn't. Yeah. It is. It's tied to those characters, and they're wrapping up those characters, but it's not the story that I wanted to get. Yeah, he did an okay job of continuing it, but at the end of the day, it still feels tacked on, and it feels more of a rehash. rather. Whereas the first three, the prequels and the original trilogy, they feel like 
when they're all together, they feel like a six-movie saga. This doesn't feel like a nine-movie yeah, saga. To me, it doesn't really. I mean, it sort of does, but I mean... The, the, you take it as the story of Darth Vader. The middle three... Well, yeah, but the middle three are the story. And Very you, true. you start with the first three, you already know how it's going to freaking end up. Yeah, but it's still... It's important to... I don't know. I enjoy but it. But yeah, I but I think to the whole... Space opera type thing. I think. Well, the, yeah. The, I no, feel no, like the six cool episodes do, do yeah. a very good job, though, of a person's rise and fall. Yes. You know, type of thing, and then redemption. You yeah. know, overall. Yeah. So for that first six, you know, the three, it's like an epilogue. You know, in a way. Well, let's see what happens to our heroes that were there at the, you know, in the last one. We'll just see how their lives end out. Right. That, that was always my issue with Force Awakens. It just felt like they had to undo everything to make it the movie even work. You know, we had to undo everything at the end of the Return of the Jedi to make this movie function. Somewhat. Well, not really. I mean, but it's yeah, like it's like we beat the Empire. Oh wait, now look, they're back again. Yeah, Sorry. there's somebody. But I mean, that doesn't. You're right. I mean, could they have found some different way? You know, there's always going to be big bad. That's what I complained about at the first, the Force Awakens. Yeah, and I agree. We talked yeah, about you it. Did. No, you didn't. You didn't agree with me because you're like, what else are you going to do? That's Star Wars. Yeah. It's, you got right. the rebels against the Empire. Like, what else? Well, what maybe else now that it's want? over, I'm looking back. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you're well, right. I was, right there. I, was, I was hoping it was going to go a different way. Maybe it was going to be better in the end, but. It didn't right now. I mean, the and pro. I've, I really admit that all the Force three of Awakens. these movies, all three of those movies, were nods back to four, five, and six. Oh yeah, definitely. In and, a lot and, of ways, yeah. And, and and I mean, they threw little nods, they threw little fan things, they threw little yeah. whatever. But it's like, as I said, when when I saw Force Awakens, I'm like, I've seen this movie. Oh, you're you're I've absolutely right. And when I saw the Last Jedi, or yeah, whatever. I still don't know that I, I necessarily like, agree. This is the Battle the of Hoth. See, I just. Don't know that I agree with. You're right. There's some similarities and then, there. Similarities. And then they have on that. The whole it's the whole empire because Ray is there, and, and training and much Luke, like Luke was Luke training is, with Yoda. Is Yoda? Yeah, and, yeah. and so, Ray is Luke. Like, there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot. Of and then in the third, there one, are some. There I was just like, okay, parallels. fine. I'm just not even gonna worry about it. I'm just gonna go in and watch it. I'm just gonna have fun. If they do this, if they do that, whatever. I yeah. don't care. I'm like, you see Lando in all the previews. And I thought like, I lowered my it's expectations. Gonna be the end. It's going to be just like, yeah. it's gonna be just like Return of Jedi. It's going to be just like Return of Jedi. He's going to come in in the Millennium Falcon at the end and, and save the effing day. You know what I mean? He does. And he does. And I mean, they're running around. In he the, gathers up the freaking 15 billion people that they couldn't get in the freaking five years. They're, running, they're running around in the, in the a sweet space talker. station or he whatever. Is, isn't he? They're running around in the space station. I'm waiting for them to jump into the trash compactor, you know? I'm like, where's the trash compactor scene? You know? Like, oh, yeah. When is that going to happen? Okay, yeah. But I will say, like, I enjoyed it. Like, I just went in and watched the freaking movie. That was I good. wanted to find out who Ray was. And you did? And, and we were did. you satisfied with that? Sort of. Like, the first thing I texted, you got Drew or Matt. We had, like, several groups going, and I'm like, so... You just didn't text me. I feel so, so bad. Yeah. Well, no, you might have been in it. <laughs> we had one with Matt and one with you and one with Matt. But yeah, at one, one point, Matt. I was like... See, I should have been the same one with Matt, though. But at good. one point, Matt I was I like... Really... Did Matt like it? Yeah, Matt liked it. Yeah. Okay. Matt yeah. likes all Star Wars. He's, yeah. He's kind of like me. He just likes Star Wars. Yeah. Okay, so he forgives a but, lot. Yeah. But, um... I Sorry, I totally lost you off there. Totally you were talking in these different chats and things about. Oh, it. no. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh so, um, 
So they Ray. just retconned Palpatine having a kid or yeah, actually married much. to somebody or having sex? Sex, I know. I mean, that's the thing. Is, did Palpatine actually I think actually he just created somebody? out of midi <laughs> There's, there's all sorts of ideas that could be there. But, I mean, that's the thing. Okay, so kids, did, that's his so here's the thing. He he created all these midi-chlorians to create a child, and then he has a boy, and where did all the force powers go? To his scrotum? Because, I mean, did he have any force at all? I mean, it seems, sure seems like somebody just, like, killed him, you know, well, or whatever else, because everything went to the yeah, freaking daughter. Yeah, wouldn't son or well, daughter, who, who, whose Ray's father or mother have, like, awesome force powers, you would think? You would think. That's Apparently, right. it skips the generation. It, that's what I said. If, well, he uses midi-chlorians and put it all into the scrotum. So that's what I said. I don't know. That's the thing, too, like, so for that, so that's part of the thing that just drives me. Nuts. So part of that 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 did. So then the other thing is like, he they've been trying to kill Ray through the whole thing, and at the beginning, you know, Palpatine's like, oh, "Bring me the girl, I'll kill her." Well, that's true. The Snoke, you mean, type thing. Well, yeah, but then even in this one, in in the last one. He's he's telling Kylo Ren he's like bring me the girl and yeah, I'll kill her. Yeah, but that's Emperor for you. He always lied out his ass. Well, okay, so that's what I'm like. So like, why did he? It made it seem like all these years he was trying to hunt her down and kill her. Yeah, no, he just. And I'm like, he, why wouldn't he want her? Like, yeah, he I think he always her wanted her. her I didn't have a problem with that. And turn her. I mean, the bigger problem is is that it just doesn't work. Course, it doesn't work with the throne room scene of Last Jedi. Right. Yeah. Where, you know, he wanted Kylo Ren to kill. Now, maybe he's, maybe here again, Palpatine didn't give a shit, you know, whichever one, because he knew that both Skywalker right. blood or Palpatine blood, if he can get either one of them to freaking truly turn to the dark side, he'll have something nice and powerful. But, yeah. I, I, fuck, no, I don't know. I mean, like I said, the whole dang thing. The whole thing where she's up in the handcuffs, you know, like yeah. going up, I'm like, okay, this is Return of the Jedi. And yeah. Like, and There's lots of throwbacks. There yeah. is a lot of throwbacks. There's a ton of, but I will say, you were happy that Chewie got his medal? Yeah, <laughs> yes. so happy. No, this was the funniest C-3PO movie, I think, because I laughed out loud when they changed C-3PO's his memory. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're on and quite honestly... And they turn around and they look at him, and he turns around and looks, he looks fine, right, and, you know? like cracking up. And he's like, oh, hey, this is my new, this is my best friend. I've known him the longest in yeah. my whole life or whatever. Valley I Frick mean, or whatever the hell's name is. That whole thing was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I 3PO was that. great in that Honestly, thing. and I, th- I liked all the interaction between Ray, Poe, and uh, Finn, myself. Yeah. You know, whenever the three of them, you know, were together, you know, and stuff, I thought that what they were bouncing each other off, I thought was really funny, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you flat for you, yeah. Whereas uh-huh. I, I liked it. So to each their own, I, I think that's something. But that's I like funny the funny thing with Star Wars. Force Awakens much better. I felt like the writing in this one wasn't as good. With the uh, I would agree with some of that. I do think that the the Force Awakens banter was better. But I did. It is. I still think Last Jedi is the funniest. But I think it, Zori Bliss and Babu Frick, though, I think are both really good characters that they introduced. It Zori is. Blick? She didn't do anything. I don't know. I still thought she was cool. And that's it's Carrie um, Russell. It's yeah, be Carrie Russell. Yeah. I couldn't figure out the voice. I saw it twice, and I couldn't figure out the voice. Right. You know, and Carrie Russell was. It? I googled it, and figured out that it was Carrie. And my Russell. wife thought that Babu Frick or whatever was hilarious, and really. I did like Babu. Frick. Yeah, really. Is he the? So he's, he's a little a, droid repair guy. The dude. That yeah. Who's C three PO's best friend? C three PO's like, oh, I read it. I just can't tell you what it is. I know. <laughs> like, I like that what? too. Like, oh, it's in your memory bank? <laughs> yeah. Some of that, though. Okay. So this freaking dagger of whatever the hell type miss, you know, Sith dagger thing. 
So she gets this thing and gets to the one planet where there's a freaking broken Death broken Star. Death Star. And no, uh, she just happens out. to go, well, well here's why we need it, because it pulls this little thing out. Oh, and I'm standing in the exact right spot just right. to do that oh, instead yeah. of points. You know, I mean, I guess the force led her to the right spot. Right. But I'm still just like, really? That's what this thing's for? What the, you know? It's not a key for something. It's not anything else. I mean, it says stuff on the handle, but no, it's a compass so that you right. can find exactly where I need to go. But what? That's, that's just that's oh, come lazy on. writing. It it's is. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Kylo Ren and Kylo Ren, his little, well, this is all cool and everything. His TIE fighter, you know, is coming out, catching Ray in the desert. She jumps up, hits the thing, you know, it goes fumbling up. And he you steps know. out. Well, he steps out. I have no problem with that. But the thing's on fire, okay? Everything else, you know, whatever the heck else, okay? What the hell's he got on that thing? It's his personal fighter. Doesn't he have the freaking little damn pyramid thing on there, you know, to, to, that he found the, para, the Palpatine with the first time? So somehow, you know, she ends up stealing another one, you know, type things, which happens to be his private fighter, which she's already chopped off and everything. Hey, look, there's another wayfinder in it. You know, I mean, yeah, how Scott, the hell does that happen? Scott may be the Star Wars fan. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so, all right, let's transition here. <laughs> to this, to right. So do you have the Star same criticisms like that for The Mandalorian? Yes, that show falls apart if you look at it any kind of closeness. Closeness, yes, it does. Because okay, let's take episode but eight. But it's better writing in general. Is it? I think so. Maybe uh, is it better pacing? I don't know. I let's, don't know. Let's take episode eight. So they're holed up in this place and they're shooting them up, right? All right, and the guy brings in a uh, e-web, you know. Oh yeah. But let's talk about it and then not actually use it. You know, even though he could blow away. Could I, don't blow know, away. I don't know what he's hesitating for. Okay. I have no idea. give him until sundown. Yeah, yes. until sundown. Yeah, for some hours. reason. Yes. All right, stupidest thing ever. Okay, then he goes in, or some guy goes in with the flamethrower thing, and they blow him out the thing. And then the mandolin gets injured or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, so, no, so no other troops gets... go go in at that point? They've got a whole armada out here. They, the flamethrower guy came out, so let's all just hang back. Well, the flamethrower guy came out, and it was like on fire and explosion whatever the hell else. They don't know what the What if the rest on. of the troops rush in? Fuck no. Okay. I'm standing the hell back. Right. My big flamethrower guy right. just got his ass sure. kicked. Maybe I'd use the E-Web at that point. I don't know. Uh, but anyway. Maybe. But no. no, because it already blew up by that time. Because oh, okay. he was so, hurt and, yeah. you know, Moth right. Gideon or whatever. So anyway, so IG-88 is... Keep up here. So IG-88 is standing, staying back to fix him up or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the rest are going forward. All right, and he's like, takes his helmet off and he fixes him up. Well, somehow IG-88 carrying him catches up to the other guys who had like a right. five-minute head start. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like... How does that work? Because they didn't know where they were going. Who the hell knows? <laughs> but AJ, I mean, well, so, IG has got Mando with him, so we can say, hey, make a turn here, make a turn there, whatever the hell else. Does Mando know the way around? Uh, yeah, because it's his freaking place down there, and okay. things of that nature. Because they end up finding the freaking armor. Room. Anyway, so my point is that. It seems like our Star Wars fans are like super nitpicky and critical of the movies. So why do? But we... then they're so forgiving about the Mandalorian, which has as much stupid crap no, and ridiculous. I, I don't think everybody so. loves yes. Baby Yoda. Well, if you put Baby Yoda. But I'm just saying, the same the... people who complain about the movies being nitpicking and how absurd it is, they're like eat up the Mandalorian. But it's Star like, Wars, it's is... just a stupid people. I don't know. Something is the only reason. The only reason it's not as stupid. The only reason it's not stupid is because it's a much simpler story. Is that what it is? It's less complex, so you don't have to be as the strings aren't as obvious, you know. Because like the Rise of Skywalker, it's fairly complex. You got like this guy and this guy, and you got a lot of stuff coming together, and you got a lot of things. But didn't need to be that. 
That's maybe problem. not. You know, but Mandalorian they, knows what it wants to be. Yeah, it's and simpler, it, and it follows. But it's that still stupid. Pattern. I don't think it's stupid. I think it knows because you could probably pick that out with any freaking series out there. Probably. You know? What I'm saying Witcher, is Star Wars Stranger fans... Things, any nit- of this type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but Star Wars fans love to nitpick the movies, and then on The Mandalorian, they're like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, I give it a free pass. Well, because... Well, there's something different there. I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it, but... I don't know. Like maybe, I'm saying, maybe, you because can nit- the fact that maybe because Star Wars deserves to be more in a series type of format like that. I don't know, where they can develop some characters yeah. and whatever else. It's always been movies. For the most it has been movies, but there is something... There is something not right with Rise like of Skywalker so. for me. Yeah. But I bet you're right. I was definitely not as much against The Last Jedi as a lot of people were. Yeah. There was a lot of good parts in Last Jedi, there in my are. opinion. I'm just saying, it seems like Star Wars fans, like, they pick and choose what they want to nitpick. And they yeah. bitch and moan. And then other things they give a pass well, to. It's like, and the other things are just... But it's not even you that. You can pick it apart. The thing it's is... It's kind of like, my, my argument has always been, episode four is not a very good film. Like, the writing is bad. Like, the a acting is bad. Yeah, New Hope. It's not... Like, if you go back and watch that, it's like, this is pretty cheesy. Like, oh, it's, it's hugely cheesy. But it's and it's like, cheesy. it's bad. But you're right, to the point of... I mean, we all love it. I love it. So. But I mean, as a film, it's pretty bad. There's not much there. there. If it wasn't for the charisma of Harrison Ford and Perry and Fisher, Fisher there would be nothing there, yeah. man. That, that's all you got. Yeah. Luke's definitely not. It's, well, and Ian... He's terrible in... Uh, oh, I guess you got Obi-Wan. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, he you is, got Alec he Guinness, is the anchor. And you have uh, Peter Cushing, yeah. who as a villain is right. ready. So yeah. you've got... You've got some anchors. You've got but, some really good but anchors But if you break that down with the writing alone, and I mean, it's a cool story. Yeah, but still, even at that, the writing's just, not near as bad as... as maybe they just sold it better, but it, I still don't know that the writing's near as bad as what was done in some of the prequels. Probably not. So It's pretty bad, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people just, like, put on the blinders and, like... Well, because of what it was at the it's time. It's because of what it was at the time. And, and I think part of what you have with the Star Wars if is... You have people because you have such now? a huge following on the Star Wars-type things, and it can bring out such big emotions that you do have even the bandwagon type of scenarios, too. Yeah, As people, know. you know, because somebody notices something, they like get it out there, are... and there's so many people that can go that, yeah, you're right! And then it just spreads like wildfire, you know, type things. I mean, from a Mandalorian, you've got the opposite effect going on. You've got the people that are going out there going, nah, this is so good because blah, 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 blah. And everybody else is piling on that, so that to the point when the one person's out there that says, no, that was stupid because of this, this, and this, they're going, no, pitchforks and whatever the hell else, you know, because you've got the huge following. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the things, it's almost like the third thing to get people riled up. you got politics and religion, and almost Star Wars anymore. Yeah, you know, I to agree. A point. It's just, Star Wars fans frustrate me because it's like, dude, just be happy you have Star Wars. Did you see that? Did you see but that? But are we? I'm very happy. As a fan community. I love Star Wars. I went to see the movie. I loved the movie. I enjoyed it immensely. I liked The Mandalorian. I enjoyed that too. But it's like these 40-year-old guys are like sitting in their chairs and being like, well, that's not, this is stupid. It's absurd. I don't know what to do it this way. It's like, Dude, it's a freaking Star Wars movie. You loved it when you were a kid. Be a kid again and enjoy Ninja. it on that level and stop acting like it's something it isn't. Yes. Star Wars has never been good in, from an objective filmmaking but standpoint. Is that where part of the problem, though, is coming in, especially from 40-year-old guys and whatever the heck else that are fans that are in yeah. this? I shouldn't say just guys because there's a lot of females that are like it, too. But part of the thing is, is the fact that we've had now recently, say, what Marvel's done. You know, with that type of stuff. Hell, you even had a great trilogy, fantasy trilogy in The Lord of the Rings and things of this nature, yeah. you know, in that time frame. Uh, you know, other sci-fi type films and stuff. Sure. Have our expectations, expectations rose a little bit in there, yeah. too? 
don't think. I think it's just bitter old men. Do you think that's what it is? That yeah. did, that things didn't come out the way that they want to? Yeah, I think it's because just a I bunch think that because honestly, I think that's what my problem is with Rise of Skywalker. I, I did not have a problem with Last Jedi, like I said. Force Awakens, I totally acknowledge the whole nostalgic factor on it. I still think that this would be a fun film, but why do I dislike Rise of Skywalker? Or you know, like I said. I, I, it's a little strong, maybe because of the fact that I can't figure out why so many people just come out saying that they love it, you know, type things, or that it's really great, and then it gets me onto the other side of that. Like I said, I still appreciate it, and I still think what it is is a good. I think it's a decent enough film, but it, I I've gotten to the point that it almost seems like I'm a hater of it because I can't figure out why people like it so much. I guess. The in Force that Awakens. The reason the Force Awakens was so good is because it had freaking Han Solo. And Chewbacca in it. But so did this one. So did Rise of Skywalker. It, no, it didn't. Sure it did. Harrison Ford's in it. seconds of Han I Solo. Don't, I don't care. But you didn't have Han Solo and Chewbacca. Like, that... I did not... So I, it was pure that, nostalgia? I didn't have yes. it for Last Jedi, though, either. And I enjoyed that film. But you had Luke. True. I had them both Luke. in this damn film, so I should have really liked it. <laughs> really didn't have Luke. No, but what I'm yeah. saying is, like... When there I wasn't back to the original people in the Rise of Skywalker. When I, went I mean, back, they had cameos, but they were didn't. When I went back true. and rewatched Rise of or Force Awakens, that when friggin' Han and Chewbacca up. show up and they're like, "Oh, we're back," you know, and he's like, "Oh, this is what I've been doing. I got these friggin' monsters on here," and the dude's like, "You've got what on here?" Yeah. And then they break out, and then he. But you know, it was he's even doing to me. Thing. It was even good before that, though. I was having fun. No, with no, that no. I get it, but. That's like, like that's the move. That's the three right there. That's four, five, and six right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's yeah. the and way really to blow it like... out of the water. It's like bring back Han and Chewie. Yeah. And I really felt like Force Awakens, from an objective, like a good film standpoint, it was a really good film. Like it was well paced. It, it was well acted. It well paced. Well, well yeah. acted. Well written. Good production. It, exactly. Got, it was. It was very. It's episode four though. You're like, right. I know. Oh, I, I totally admit yeah. to Pose, pose on this Correct. planet. But it, it was like I, episode four with like good I've writing. I've got this data. Good special I'm very good. It, I would totally agree this, with that. I'm going like, to put it in this thing. It's like right. episode four robot. if a competent director and writer had it. In a lot yeah, of Which ways. George Lucas really isn't a competent director or writer. Or like a paragraph. It's a bad movie. No single scene holds up even to the slightest thought. Nothing makes sense. It's a film by committee. Which is actually what I was talking about at the beginning though too. It was a committee. But, filmed by a committee. Yeah. But you know, like I said, episode four is horrible too. So. Yeah. No scene holds up. <laughs> I don't know. I have a hard time. He didn't like Rise of Skywalker. He didn't like Last Jedi either. Is he Sorry, talking about Jason. Rise of Skywalker? He is talking he is about Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. He did not like it. But see, like I said, I, I enjoyed Last Jedi for what it was as a film and things of that nature. And I thought it had some pretty good twists in it and things. I, I think, I do admit to its shortcomings, you know, and type stuff, which we talked about many times before. Rise of Skywalker, but I thought there again with even Last Jedi, it had pacing that was in line with the other Star Wars films. Star Wars films don't move real fast overall. Yeah. I mean, maybe Return of the Jedi moved the fastest in some ways. Yeah, that's true. But think about it. If you go back to watch some of those, they're pretty deliberate. How, with why what's is that happened. bad? Well, I don't is, know, but that but it just feels because that, you can't because you have to build up. Anything. You have to like pace things I, where I, like builds up right, to a crescendo. It's really hard for me to explain in that respect, you know, type things. But I just felt like I couldn't really ever have the opportunity to really sit back and just 
appreciate something or laugh with you, something you know or whatever what you need else. to be through, you need to take through his attitude just be a fucking kid again and go see the goddamn movie well i did watch it the second time and like i, I said even in the chat i said it was much better the second time around my expectation, like I said, I think my expectations, as low as I tried to make them, maybe because it was the last film in this trilogy, whatever else, they very, they very well could have been way too high. I didn't even have a problem with the Emperor coming back in a lot of ways, but that film just, it, it did not. It wasn't a good film. It wasn't yeah, well paced. It wasn't it, well made. That's, that's where I think my, the problem broke down for me was where I felt like as cheesy and forgiving as I can be for a lot of things, when all this stuff came together... It just didn't come together well that I that I thought. You know, I've done thing. the exact opposite of everybody. Like, I hate. You're I right. Did not you did like not like Force Awakens. You did not out. like Last Jedi I when it came out. Like Last Jedi when it came out. I've gone back and watched them, and they're good. And then this one, you really I have enjoyed. no problem with it. I yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> I had a great time with the movie. Good I'm for like, you. I'm this is good. awesome. I'm like Star Wars again. There you go. You got, you got your inner kid back. Like I said. And, uh, and part of my problem may have been the fact that I know what you've already said about The Mandalorian. It's not very good. But I did watch Episode 7 of The Mandalorian before I went to watch Rise of Skywalker. Right. And for me, I am a Mandalorian fan. I have been liking where this thing's going. I thought the pacing on it's been pretty good. I like how they develop stuff. And then I got to Episode 7, and I felt like 7 was bringing a whole bunch of this crap together. You know, where it was tying in a bunch of these characters and everything and bringing things. And I honestly, I mean, I felt like I was on the edge of my seat there with the. Episode the was that, really good. You know, I just felt like where, episode eight was like. You know, type things. And I was out. like, wow, you know, type stuff. And so I'm here at the end of episode seven going, I can't wait for the episode eight, you know, and this is really good. And then I go see Rise of Skywalker and go, what? You know, that type of thing. So I don't know. And I still would disagree with you. I still like episode eight. I, I don't think episode eight is as strong as seven. But I, I liked it. I'm just saying that you can nitpick it still apart felt just like as easily. Did, did oh. Anybody, did, oh, and that yeah. stupid scene in the beginning with the scout troopers punching Baby Yoda. You didn't oh. like that? I, I mean, it, it just place. felt so out of place. It felt out of place. It was. But the but banter was. of those guys back and forth yeah. was great. But since but when do scout troopers have this kind of banter? Yeah. I've never seen that before. Well, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? You've never seen them. What are they going to do when they're sitting on the scout? What do they do when they're afraid of their mob that's killing a bunch of people? It felt like it was trying to be like a Quentin Tarantino movie. No, that was funny. Did you see the... That's just because it was talky. Did you see the YouTube video <laughs> with the... Just the... It was like three minutes of just... Yeah, I saw it. punching baby Yoda. To whatever song it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm like, and that was a little harsh. I'm like, I can't really watch. I'm like, it's just like, punch the baby. I, I know it's all made up, but he's punching the, the baby. To the baby. And, bah, and bam. Yeah. Bah, and the, like and the action in there was really good. And I thought that they did really well with the action scenes. And maybe that was part of the thing, you know, with Rise of Skywalker. I felt that the action scenes, well well done for the most part just were too damn quick you know and things if nothing want... got the chance to really sit there and try to go wow that's a memorable scene in a lot of ways to me in the rise of skywalker i understand that, that. you got with some that. of those others you know maybe the closest thing is the the lightsaber battle that happened you know there in the water that was really good you know type of things but that's it lasted like it should have it took its time. It showed a lot of stuff. You know, the payoff was pretty good, you know, in there, you know, with uh, her stabbing Ben Solo, you know, and things of this nature. That was great. But then, you know, you get to those parts that, what was it? Him fighting his Knights of Ren? Yeah. Bam, that thing's over and freaking, did it even last 60 seconds? I don't <laughs> right. even think so. You know, her taking on those freaking bunch of red troopers that look cool as shit, but holy crap, they were gone, you know, in, in 30 seconds. How do you even build up and go, oh, here's a big bad, you know, type of thing? 
uh, they were in there and they shot like stormtroopers. You know, I, I don't know. So it's that type of stuff in which if he would have had more time, or like I say, if that first hour of Rise of Skywalker could have been the second movie where he paced it out, <laughs> you know, type of thing, maybe I would have enjoyed this a bit more, you know, in some respects. Yeah. But I just, it, it, it made it difficult to really have those type of memorable things out of there. And it felt like the twists, in like Last Jedi, the twists that happened, you know, with either Snoke being killed or Ray's parents being nothing or, you know, even Luke Skywalker in his, you know, hologram or whatever you want to call it, mirage type thing, you know, those things were memorable to me or kind of cool, you know, type stuff. And, Rise of, and, and they were twists that, while I maybe didn't expect type things, they, I thought they kind of fit in, in different ways there. Whereas I felt like the twist in Rise of Skywalker of having Rey being Palpatine's granddaughter daughter, was forced, you know, in, in some yeah. ways. Because of the fact that you missed that whole generation. Other things, it was like, dun, 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 we got to make some big moment. And that's your big moment? I mean, where'd that come from? You know, type yeah. thing. So I think that's the, the some of those breakdowns that I have, is it just keeps going to that fact and perhaps to your point being a 40 year old that's had all these other films now I have a better idea of what's good versus bad and maybe some of that did you read like did you guys read I'm sure you have but like they had the, an article on the internet YouTube like you click on it but it was like what was George Lucas's plan for oh, episode 9, nine. Yeah. Yeah. do the willies that sounded terrible the wills the wills oh the will of the whisper it did sound uh, that that sounded terrible. I think I did read that. I wonder how much that George Lucas is just trolling people too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm well, at one point in time, I, mean, I he's read, got crazy ideas. Sometimes he, he does. And at one point in time, I had read that some of the stuff, the interaction of Luke or Old Man Luke, was some of his ideas that he had for the, his last trilogy. Is that like Old Man Logan? Yeah, yeah, kind of that. Yeah, Luke. it's basically the same thing. Basically. In some ways, yeah. But the old crotchety Luke, I I did read that Luke, some of those ideas that old Ryan, man Luke did kill all of his all his students, just like old man Logan. Logan killed there all you the go. X-Men. Yeah, but he's on accident. <laughs> so, but who knows? Maybe some of that those ideas were taken because they did have some Lucas's outlines, you know, and things of that nature. Yeah, they didn't use much. Well, they didn't use it for this one. I know. Yeah. But did they use it? I read at one time, after all the backlash on Last Jedi, that there were some ideas from Lucas in yeah. that one. How much? We'll never know. I read a funny fan theory that like George Lucas sold um, Star Wars to Disney just to prove to Star Wars fans how bad it could get. Because he's like, everybody's complaining about the prequels, right? He's like, yeah. okay, I'm going to sell it to let a me corporation. Show you this. Let me show you what a corporation is going to do with this and see how you like that, you bunch of whiners. fans, yeah. I don't know, it's pretty funny. I can believe that. I can't believe, though, The Mandalorian you're not a fan of, though. Wow. No, I do like The Mandalorian. I like Rise of Skywalker. I like all Star Wars. But you, yeah, you I'm just, you just find that, that the fans are funny that they pick on one and not the other. Yeah, and why I just do don't they understand do why they nitpick, like, one when the other one can be just, just as easily bad. nitpicked. Uh, yes. Because all Star Wars, at its core, is, is kind cheesy, of dumb and cheesy and Soap opera shit. Yes. Yeah, it's not, it's not like it's The Irishman or something, man. I, I totally agree with you. And Did people, you I, ever watch that? I never yet. watched The Irishman. I just used that as an example. But <laughs> did you watch The Witcher? I haven't watched The Witcher. It's pretty good. But anyway, did, it, it's not, not like it's like high art or something. It's just did you fun, watch you know. I did. Damn it, you guys are terrible. I, I did watch, watch uh, what Six Hundred Ground. That's I watched the two. I watched Six Hundred. It's not awful. 
Oh, I started I started that and my wife was watching. She's like, "This is horrible. Why are it's we watching?" It's not that? awful. It's not awful. It's not Maybe the best. Just I mean, it's rough. typical uh, Michael Bay. I watched El Camino. Is it Michael Bay? He's got some hand in it. Yeah. I thought he I actually directed it. Finally, uh, I watched Two Popes. Did you watch Two Popes? I no. didn't. Did you like that? It was alright. Okay. I watched Knives Out. I haven't seen Knives Out. I saw Crawl. Really good. I like Knives Out. I don't even know what Crawl is. You know what Crawl is? Do you know what Crawl is? Uh, No. It's like alligators. Is it? Or crocodiles like in the Antilles or something. I watched El Camino. Okay. Did you like that? It was alright. Yeah. That's pretty much what everybody says. I I thought you were like, oh, it was the greatest thing ever. No. Because I got to find out what happened to... No, it was the opposite. Space. I mean, it's it's cool to find out what happened to Jesse, but I just didn't feel like it was necessary. Yeah, uh, I don't either. I watched, but I mean, it was well done. I watched that movie you gave me, that Free Fire. Oh, was that any good? I never watched no. it. No. Okay. It wasn't, I never watched it. it wasn't bad. Yeah. But it was kind of like, why did I, why, why did it make it? It's just it like, like an hour and a half shootout, right? That's what they bill it as, but, but it's, it's not, not like a continuous hour and a half shootout. But mm-hmm. it is like an hour and a half shootout. Hmm. It's, it's kind, kind of, of funny. It's kind of like, well, basically, is what happens is they <laughs> they go to much. yeah. It's an hour and a half shootout, but it's not constant gunfire. Well, yeah. That would be really boring. It was almost like uh, it felt like it was like an expanded Reservoir Dogs, but bad. Yeah, but not good. Yeah. Um, I watched some other stuff too. Oh, I watched Bumblebee. I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, you Scott know, I, liked I, that. I did kind of like that. It, yeah, my son liked that. I it, never saw it. I will give you this. It's basically pa- Iron Giant. Part of the yeah, re- yeah, it's okay. a lot of ways. Part yeah. of the reason that I enjoyed it as much as I did is because it's set in the 80s, and yeah. it was constant. Like, we were watching like 15 minutes in, and we're like, Barbara's like. Holy crap, they played like every great 80s song already. Like in the first 15 minutes, it was just like a montage of 80s music. It did, but, but it even feels like an 80s teenage yeah. film. In oh, some yeah, ways. absolutely. It's you like know? Karate Kid. It's yes, like, uh, exactly. It's like and Iron I think Giant. that's, that's why like, I, I liked like, it. It was nostalgic, but yeah, nothing like I, real hugely original. No, I enjoyed it. It was okay, but at the beginning. When they were when they did the battle with when they were on Cybertron and mm-hmm. they, they were having the battle with the Decepticons and the Autobots, like the, the CGI was terrible because Barbara's like, "Is this a cartoon?" I don't even remember <laughs> that that well, but like, you're probably right. I'm like, "No, it's not a cartoon. <laughs> it kind of looks like a cartoon, but it's not. This is a live action movie." <laughs> but, but I mean, it was it was funny. It was it was kind of like the first Transformers movie with. Uh, with the parents and with the uh, uh, what's his face, um, yeah, we know. Yeah, like it was kind of like that. Like it yeah, had good yeah. banter. I mean, it was. Yeah. Like it wasn't the greatest movie ever. No. But no. I didn't feel like I wasted an hour and forty five minutes or whatever of the time that I watched it. Yeah. I kind of summed out a little bit there towards the end because I thought it was <laughs> over, and then it was like, no, we still have to fight, and then I. I'm like paying attention again, and they're up on this giant tower trying to get a radio signal or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, all right, more action. Swing things back around. That was one thing that I did actually not find too bad about Rise of Skywalker was I didn't feel like they drug out the ending too far. I mean, That's they have true. their celebration at the end, and they yeah. try to do some other throwbacks. Oh my you know, God, when he goes to visit, kiss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could you even notice God, that if they hadn't I pointed did. it out? No, I, well, I did. I did in the movie because yes. I was like. 
Wait a oh oh, oh okay yeah. but, but it didn't but, but it didn't, didn't bother care. me I didn't you know? care I was just like okay I was like kinda... all right okay yeah I don't know I just... and then it's like uh, the headline I know. the next day or whatever exactly like, the Chinese oh didn't censor it or something weird too I don't know <laughs> well, then somebody was telling me that they thought that what Finn was trying to tell Ray was that he had feelings for Poe. <laughs> I was like, I uh, didn't okay. get that, but if that's what you took from sure. it, okay. Okay, yeah, what I thought, the hell? I read somewhere that he was trying to tell Ray that he He's was force-sensitive, yeah. which well, I was like, holy Which crap. I don't know why if that's a big deal. I know. And they made a big deal of it a few times, and it's like... And they didn't do and anything they, and with, they it. Pay off right. with it. I know. But if you go back, like, I, paid it, time. I paid attention to that <laughs> I when I watched agree. it the second time, and yeah. you do see it a lot, because he's like... Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, that that's the starship we want. And yeah. they're like, well, how do you know? He's like, all right. Oh, well, I just felt I just, it. I just have a feeling that's about right. it. That's yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. If you they see do. it a second time, pay attention, because he he's pointing, and he's like, let's go this way. But I, then again, I could, didn't understand what the F was going on there at the end anyway. They got the antenna. Oh, wait, they transferred it somewhere else. Oh, wait, we have a thousand Star Destroyers, and they all can blow up planets. Oh, no. It's so convoluted. <laughs> Take them out. Oh, wait, now we can take them They're out. They're all Death Stars. Oh, my God. I know. Sorry. <laughs> but luckily, they all have this area where if we hit, it blows the whole ship up. So that's I know. convenient. Because somebody... Think they would have learned from the Death Star. Somebody designed it. it at some point in time with this flaw. Because we're going to have to have, have, we're gonna have, to have Rogue 2 that's to explain right. how this ship why the ship's had a flaw. We're going to do another movie, guys. Kathleen Kennedy, I got an idea. Everybody's complaining about the... The Aldo <laughs> maneuver and the uh, ship's blowing up too easy. We gotta oh, come up then, with a movie to explain it. Then the other thing was how everybody was like, oh, they totally ripped off Guardians of the Galaxy. <coughs> with the. No. With what? Don't, with, don't, uh, with don't, the don't go there. <laughs> no, I read that. Like, it was an article. What hyperdrive? The hyperdrive? What are you talking about? Yeah, when. Oh, the fact when that he's in doing Guardians the, of the Galaxy does the whole thing where it's like, Zippo, dude. Yeah, dude, he, did, dude, he goes into hyperdrive and mm-hmm. then it pops up. And then yeah, so since when did just regular hyperdrive just pop you into an atmosphere, you know? <laughs> right. And up until all this and all the other Star Wars films, it was like always from space point A to space point B outside right. of a planet. All of a sudden, now we can just zip into an atmosphere and a planet. <laughs> was that what Han Solo did in Force Awakens? No, in Force Awakens, he blasted out of a ship, which was pretty bad. Okay. Yeah. So. yeah. So, but he didn't like go through planets. And, and okay, so well, I thought had... he came out in. The way to get under the radar to do like the whatever the base. Oh, he did he had do to, something. I thought he had to land he, in the atmosphere. You might be right now, yeah. So they did do some setup well, there with it. Yeah. Oh, no, I was good. What call. I was saying is like I read online that. that they were complaining that that Rise of Skywalker ripped off Guardians of the Galaxy when they did that space bump and the space. You know what I'm talking about in two mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy two mm-hmm. when they're going to Nidavellir. Okay. And Rocket is bouncing, poop, 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 yeah, poop, yeah. Poop, 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 and his face is like. Yeah, they're all uh, making their faces they were, go. They through. were saying that Rise of Skywalker rip off. ripped off Guardians of the Galaxy with the. Time well, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy is just a Star Wars of rip off. the 2010s anyway. I mean, it's basically it's a Star Wars movie. It really is. It's just it that's why I liked it. It was like yeah. this generation Star Wars in a lot of ways. In a way, a lot of ways, yeah. Time. And I think maybe that's part of the thing. You look at back to Rise of Skywalker and whatever else, and the forty-year-old guys that expecting more. We do get more from things like Guardians of the Galaxy and whatever else. Those are fairly well-written, goofy, playful 
movies yeah. that give you either a nostalgic feel, but they feel like a well-made movie. They do. Big, big budget and whatever the heck else. I did not feel like Rise of Skywalker was a well-made movie. It wasn't a well-made movie, so, but as a Star Wars movie, I enjoyed it. I thought it had a lot of fun stuff in it. Okay. But yeah. I, I think you're right. There is some stuff in there, but the fact that it felt so rushed to me makes it hard for me to remember what may be yeah. memorable in some cases, at least from a good memory. But I think innings are always hard. Like, nobody likes oh, yeah. Return of the Jedi. Everybody complains about that. There's now. a lot of them. Do. And I think they're but, I, I, They complain about it more because of the Ewoks, though, don't they? Does anybody really they... complain about that throne room scene and the, the no stuff idea. with the Emperor? There in the huge ass dogfight that's going on, dude. At this point, I don't know what people complain. Yeah, about. they probably they just find something fucking complain they about do, everything. They do. If it's Star Wars, I got a bitch back. Unless like, it's a Mandalorian, it gets a free pass. Is what I would like. To Mandalorian does get a bit of a free pass, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Why is that, Baby Yoda? Huh? No, I think it's just because Star Wars people like want to watch westerns, but they feel but they still want to watch Star Wars, and so when you make a Star Wars western, they're like, because they're so old, they remember the westerns, and so this is really nostalgic for them. Is that what it is? I don't need 30 minutes of previews. I don't need, like, 18 previews. I don't need 18. Are you complaining about the reboot? Is that part of what makes The Mandalorian okay, is the fact that it's a 30-minute show, which is long as the trailers? No, 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 I don't care. I don't care about the length of the movie. I'm not complaining about that. I just don't need to see 18 trailers before I see a movie. I don't know how you segued to this, but okay. I would agree with that, though. I agree 100%. But, yeah. Just don't want to see movies. Well, I saw it. I saw it. All right, right, we're talking about Star Wars for an hour. Let's let's break it down. It's time to move it up. Yeah, final thoughts. I loved it. I had no problem with it. What did you think of Mandalorian as a final thought? Did you like it? I love Mandalorian. I like Mandalorian. You like Mandalorian? I agree with that. I loved Mandalorian, and I really enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. Flaws and all. Cool. Scott, watch. Oh, I love Mandalorian. Rise of Skywalker for me is so so. Just watch the goddamn movie and yeah. have fun. Exactly. It's a Star Wars movie. It's not supposed well, to be high art. But to that point, though, no. in everything, everybody, <laughs> no, yeah. Final thoughts. Everybody has their opinions on it, though. Too. Well, that's yeah, true. on all those. So they, they're, you are entitled to those. Just don't make them so forceful that you have to feel like you got to Twitter burn everybody that's out there well, yeah. to piss them off. It's Everybody's like, entitled to that opinion. And just respect that, too. Like I said, if you want to nitpick Star Wars and ruin it for yourself, go ahead. But yeah. I would start with episode four, because it's not very good. <laughs> it doesn't hold up. No, five's the just only saying, good one. Five's the only good one. saying, erase your know. memory and rewatch it now. You'll be like... I like Return of the Jedi. People like this? I don't know if I necessarily like the reboot that he did as much, but Return of the Jedi is still fun. I think they should remake the original trilogy. No. That would be... No, <laughs> have they already done that? <laughs> Do you want to see three times? Do you want CGI faces of everybody? Yes. No, of everybody who? Terrible. Brand new actors. Oh, we're going to redo it? Recast it. We could do it with the Han Solo guy, the, the guy who was in the Solo movie. Oh, he could be Han right. Solo. Because oh, he was yeah. so good. All right, we'll, we'll stop here. We're not talking about Star Wars anymore, Scott. So, just let it go. Let it go. Alright, let's talk about some comic books. Since this supposedly is a comic book podcast. That is probably true. I've heard that before. You should start, Scott. Me? Yeah. I don't even know if I remember what the hell I've read now, though. It's been so long. I can't believe you read that. I did read that. Well, okay, Matthew Sturges, right? Matthew Sturges. Yeah, so the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Exactly. That's where I was going. It was Fables, Jack of Fables. He's a she now. But let's really? not focus on wow. that. Wow, okay. Well, that's a theme. 
we had the he she last pod, podcast. Oh yeah, we talked about the Matrix. Yeah, well, I was talking okay. about so you Doc just want Frankenstein. To continue on? That's okay. true. But anyway, uh, yeah, because of fables, you Nobody know, type background, to Jack, this. Jack of Fables. I well, I was you know, somewhat fun. interested in this. <laughs> now, part of the problem, or this is really pretty fun, but you have to go in there with that kind of just fun, goofy mentality. You know, type yes. Thing. Part of what the issue is is that, or for this, it may be better to take in little spurts. Go read like 12, 20 pages, yeah. put it to the side, come back then later. Really? As a whole thing, I felt like it got a little bit too much, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's funny. It's like, fun. But it was like, oh, my God, we're still talking about this? Or we're still doing this? Oh, wow, it's uh, Cheers now or something, you know. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I almost felt like I needed to take a rest from a it rest. a little bit to come back and have everything that same it's, it's pretty dense. It's the genre. Very true. There's a lot of words in there. A lot of something. exposition. Yeah, yeah. For something that's fun. It's the John Wick effect. Is Don't it? sit down and watch John Wick 1, 2, and 3, like back to Most back. Most people back. wouldn't really? do that. Yeah. I that would be did. crazy. I did. I know you did. I don't think it's that's a good idea. way too That much would probably be too bodies. much. I, think, okay. I even thought one John Wick movie is like way too much. I was just like, how many action. more How many more hitmen can there be in New York City? There apparently are a lot of hitmen. <laughs> how do they get rid of the bodies so fast? It's pretty it's quick. New York. They got cleaners. They just got people. Right. Anyway, I'm, I'm coining that it's the John, the John Wick, Wick effect. effect. Okay. Yeah. It's too much. But overall, with this one, I thought it was, I think it's fun, especially for what they were after. I kind of liked the little bit of you know, God with the, you know, the Vikings and whatever else and the whole Ragnarok, you know, and everything. I, I thought it was a cool play on some of the uh, myths and things, yeah. you know, stories and, and stuff like that, which is very much, you know, what fables is in a lot of ways. It's taking yeah. those fables and turning them on their heads. It's similar type stuff here, except for where fables would have some serious moments or trying to tell a story in general. I didn't feel like there was really <laughs> much of a story here. It's just all like kind of slapstick what the hell can we throw into this thing and, yeah. and turn things on its head? So, yeah. but it's not bad. It was a good read. I should go back and reread this because it's been a year or two oh, since really? I've read it. Now you have reread it and then you read it. Yeah, I, I just remember loving it. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like I said, it's it's fun. I, I remembered enjoying it. I it I think way. for me, but, I think I felt at the time that I was trying to force to go too fast through it a little bit, right. and so maybe that was part of why I thought that what? maybe it was a little too much. And to his Point. There's a lot of freaking words in it too yeah. for something that I wanted to just be playful, you know, and whatever else. It's it seemed like it, it kind of slowed it down sometimes with this whole page of just ex exposition of whatever. So, well, I'm a huge uh, John Lucas fan, so the artwork was it, great. The artwork is fantastic. Yeah, it really is. It is really good. I think it's some of his most. The stuff of his that I've enjoyed the most. Really, honestly. I get it. I can totally I, see that. I like the Houdini books, but I thought I enjoyed the art in this more. It's more of a traditional comic book. Thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, come on. We got like a lot of stuff to get through in like an hours. I read a lot. Of it. Well, it's because it's been like like three weeks and we had a damn holiday. We actually had. I read Orion. This is the Simonson. Oh, you have collected. I, Bound right. Did you do it yourself, or you have somebody else? I had somebody else do it. Okay. I can't do things. I want to borrow nice. that. All right. I've been trying to buy these, like pick these issues up. I finally bound really? them all, so I bound them. Yeah. But yeah, this a is all ads in there. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> but it's, it's back uh, in the '80s where they this had to is... sell tons of ads. This came out in like what 
early 2000s probably okay so anyway walter simonson decided to tackle orion um who's a jack kirby character of the new gods and so he uh yes. it's pretty cool it starts out that orion basically there's a rumor that orion is not actually dark side's son mm. And so he's basically going around, and he decides to take on Darkseid. He basically takes over Apocalypse, becomes like the new ruler of Apocalypse. And then he gets the anti-life equation, which I never really knew what the anti-life equation did. Apparently, it lets you control, like, all life in the galaxy. Like, you can, like, tell people what to do, like the preacher guy, you know, word of God or whatever yeah. type of thing. So he kind of falls into this whole... The story is kind of like how great power corrupts, and he kind of becomes corrupt, and then... He, of course, redeems himself. So it's a fun little arc. At one point... Uh, How many issues is that? It's 25 issues. Okay. It's pretty wordy because it's very old school comics. Right. So it took a while to get through. And I enjoyed it overall. I mean, I love Walt Simonson's artwork and I love his design sense and all that stuff. It's really enjoyable. But the story itself is fairly, you know, rote, you know. And kind so... Type stuff yeah, I mean, it's a cool story. and It's an interesting theme. The theme is kind of like a power. It's funny... It has like the letters in here and some guy wrote a letter to Walt Simonson and said yeah I know you're a popular artist but I have no idea why your art's not that good you really need an inker and blah 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 and he's giving like Walt Simonson the business saying he's not very good what the fuck and Walt Simonson said yeah I read this to my wife it was really funny we laughed out loud at it or whatever he's like <laughs> and then he goes but I want to explain like I, I in this book like in other books I've tried to do a more traditional style in this one the theme of the book is like about power and how power affects people he's like so I'm trying to make everything like larger than life, and I'm not trying to necessarily worry about proportions. I'm trying to make it more, you know, uh, stylistic or whatever. He's like, that's intentional, you know. So if you don't like that, then you won't like it. But that's, it's not that I'm a bad artist. I'm doing this on purpose, you know. This is kind of the philosophy. So it was kind of interesting. He's drawing bad on purpose, sir. Well, he's not drawing bad. He's drawing in a different style <laughs> that's not traditional comic. Yeah, but the guy was like, I've yeah. never enjoyed your style, so this yeah, is different. Is. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Very that true. too. Yes. So. Anyway, it was it was interesting, but yeah, it's a it's a fun little book. Like I said, the Simonson art is worth the price of admission, obviously, if you like that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it was good. Yeah. I don't Did know. he draw all twenty five issues? I think he had a couple films with like John Byrne, uh, did a couple issues. Yeah. But other than that, he did pretty much all of them. Nice. Yep. So that's Orion. Yeah, I've been like trying to get all the issues to this for a while, and a couple of them were kind of hard to find. So I finally pulled the. Right. Pulled the trigger and got the last couple, and then was able to bind it. It's cool. There's some uh, backup stories in here by like Frank Miller and Art Adams and stuff, and uh, Howard Chaikin, Rob Liefeld, Eric nice. Larson. So he's got these cool little backup features with a bunch of cool artists too. So it's pretty cool. It's cool. enjoyable. It's I'm not gonna take it now because I don't know when I'll have time to read. Yeah, it's a bit of a. I do want to read it. I have been trying to pick those up. It's it's a bit of a read. It's not something you just pick yeah, up and read. Issues, did you say it was? 25? 25. I'm to talk about this. All right, so did you pre-order this? No, I did not. Okay, because I was like, how do you have it already? Because no. it seemed like it just came out, didn't it? And you're, usually you're like a month and a half behind. Yeah, I think it came out like... So where'd you buy it? A week it? after Christmas. How'd you get it? I actually went to the comic book store. Wow, that's so, crazy. Um, yeah, I was reading on... Why didn't you pre-order it? Because I'm not a Wonder Woman. I'm not either. I didn't pre-order either. But it is Daniel Warren Johnson. It is Dan Daniel Warren Johnson. And so I was online, either on Facebook or Twitter. Was it Aaron Connolly's post? I think it was Aaron Connolly's post. Where it's like, wouldn't like, that be cool if they like, had no, 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 not that. Someone oh. else posted like before. They're like, just read this. 
it's awesome, like, great Daniel Warren, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, well, maybe I'll go, because I didn't pre-order. Like, maybe I'll go see if they have it. And I yeah. went to... Went to That's, HH. I didn't realize it and was... And they had one copy. I didn't realize it was, it was oversized. Either. Yeah, I didn't realize it? it was a black label. Like $10? Like 8 7 Six really? ninety nine. Yeah. Wow, that's not bad. Six ninety nine. But the artwork's yeah. awesome. It's Daniel Warren Johnson, and this is basically it's about by the tree. It's a Wonder Woman, Commandy. Oh, cool. So basically, Wonder Woman goes into deep like, and what do you call it, cryogenic state or whatever, sure. and wakes yeah. up like two thousand years later or whatever, mm. and like the world's been destroyed, and it's but isn't like, Wonder back Woman to immortal? Kind of basics. Mm, Why would she be going to crash? Oh, I think Bruce. So like, <laughs> she's in like Wayne Manor, and like at one point she comes up, and like you see Bruce, you see Batman in his costume, like his skeleton, like laying on the couch, and she's uh, like, "Why'd you do this, Bruce?" Or something. So whatever. he didn't go into cryogenic sleep, even with all those billions. I of guess dollars? not, That's because true. he's immortal. And he but uh, but no, it's basically <laughs> like Wonder Woman, Commandy. Yeah. Cool. Sounds but, awesome. Uh, but yeah, and was then, it good? Did you like it? I did like it. Wow, it seems really short, though. It, yeah. It's just one issue. But They're uh, going to do more like this? There's four there's, issues. It's four there? issues. Okay. Yeah. But um, but now, I just I saw that post, and I was just like, okay, I guess I'll check it out. And gave me an excuse to go in there, because I was cool. looking for something else, but they didn't have the other thing. But Of course they didn't. Well, it, was, it wasn't that they didn't have it. It was that it wasn't out yet. Damn, the art in this thing though is—it's the same guy who did that extremity book. Really, and then he good. did that. Um, do you remember the extremity? Rock and roll I do remember one. that one. Yeah, with the. I don't uh, think Scott read Murder Falcon. With the you girl who was the writer yeah. or the artist that gets her hand chopped but, off. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I was just curious, and I actually went to a comic book store, and they had one. That's what I was surprised that they had one. I'm always surprised when a comic book store has comic books. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, what I'm looking for. Yes. Well, it was weird because, like, I went in there. It's a and, major like, book. That was the only thing that I was looking for. But then I was, like, walking. Because they have a ton of old, like, you know, a wall of comics. Like, uh -huh. new stuff. Yeah. Do they? And um, so I was, like, looking at stuff. Like, I'm interested in that freaking. Um, freaking. The uh, Jimmy Olsen book. It, uh, my, or Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen it's like a 12 issue who's series. writing that it's Matt Fraction right uh, and Steve right. Lieber uh, on artwork yeah I've heard of that and um, it was somebody I would like I mean I was interested in it so I went over and of course they're on like issue 5 or 6 and they have like number 1 like they had like it's weird I don't know how they do that but they had like Three copies of number one, no number twos, then like three copies of number three, like four copies of number four. You know what I mean? And then there was like another book that I was looking at, like a series that I was like maybe five or six issues in, and I'm like, well, if they have them all, and then they were missing like one out of yeah. them. I'm just like, that's weird. Like, how can you have like four of each one except one, and you're completely out of it? <laughs> well, you reduce your orders for number two. Right, but yep. then they go back up to three because I mean, like, well, they, they kept had... it the same, but they sold even fewer copies because they didn't have any number twos. Mm. I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway, it was just weird, but yeah. So it was good. Like the the Daniel the artwork is great, and I mean, 
the story's interesting, I guess. <laughs> but it's but Wonder I, Woman, right? But I'm not but a Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Like, Why do you buy it? But there's really Batman. Like, yeah, a, I really like Daniel Well, there's dead Batman on the couch. <laughs> I really like Daniel Warren Johnson. <laughs> really Batman bones. Maybe I'll buy the <laughs> What is Batman just sitting there on the couch? I'm way behind on my... This is dead. I know, but he just happened to die right there on the couch. I'm way behind on my must-read DC. Like, I need to read Mr. Miracle, the one that Tom King... That's supposed to be really good. They're coming out with... And then this is really... What is there something else? Didn't those guys do something else after Mr. Miracle? No, but the previews came out. They're doing freaking um, Adam Strange. Oh, that's right. And it's solicited. Yeah. And this uh, Jimmy Olsen book sounds cool, too. That would be one that would be good to pick up on, like, a trade. So I got some DC trades up on you If you buy the Jimmy Olsen one, I'd like to read it. Well, it's probably not out yet. You said it was just on issue five. Yeah, it's like five or six. I'll wait till there's, like, a 12-issue trade. Oh, okay. Well, usually they do like a twelve issue. They'll do six issues and then six issues. But like the Mister Miracle, it's all one big. Book. They did do one big book, but I think they did two parts too. They probably did two trades and they did like a hardcover. Yeah, I don't know. The Mister Miracle is really good, and that's, that's why what I like. I hear. And I like Adam Strange. Yeah. And I saw that because it was in the new previews, and I'm like, ooh, this is probably gonna be good. I'm always they're, they're pan, but. I always like Adam Strange in theory, but then I read Adam Strange I know. book. It's never very good. So but they like, made their mark on, on Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Are they going to be able to do it again? I don't know. It's the sophomore jinx. I know. We'll I see. thought they did something else between that, because surely Mitch Gerads has drawn something since Mr. Miracle. Probably. I don't know. What's he been doing? It's huh. not like Tom King's busy. He's not doing Batman anymore. He was. He still kind of is. Didn't they say he was like helping write the New Gods movie or something weird? New Gods. There's a New Gods movie? Supposedly. Oh! Sorry to go back, but did you new see that they, they did a... Yeah, New Mutants. They're yeah. going to release it. Trailer. They're probably going to release it like in they, April. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, they're saying. I'll believe it when I uh, walk in the theater happens. and actually yeah, see okay. it. Not that I would see the movie. It looks good. Mm, I don't know. There's got to be some reason they've sat it on the shelf for It looks years. interesting. <laughs> it might be. Is it Demon Bear? I can't kind of... I think... Kind of, sort of, because yeah. it's the whole Danny Moonstar and having it's gonna be horrible. It's like a horror. It's like they yeah, turned into horror. horror. It's, it's almost horror. like a movie. It's like a Morning Glories and like uh, 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 <laughs> what's the 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 TV show that just got canned? Uh, Runaways? No, not Runaways. The um, Cloak and Dagger. No. <laughs> the with the Beverly Stranger Hills Things. Dead. Dead, the assassin, the school of assassins. Oh, gotcha. Deadly class. Deadly, deadly class. class. It's kind of like you had deadly it on the class, tip of your tongue. Glory. You're like deadly yeah. something. It's so it's school. like kids in school, <laughs> like New Mutants. Right. It's like kids in school, but <laughs> but you realize New Mutants predates all these other ones. No, I understand. So those things that, are more like New but Mutants. What I'm as saying, to New, Mutants, New Mutants was kids in school, but it was Professor X trying to help them. Yeah. This looks like a horror movie, like they're there because they're wanting to kill the kids. It's uh, in the trailer if you watch the trailer. It does, yeah, like they're so it's to it's more of yeah, it's more of like a Morning Ooh. Glories or a Deadly Class cool. thing based on New Mutants. Well, I love New Mutants. And who the hell does that movie look Rain, Rain and I didn't in a watch movie. the trailer. Uh, the trailer didn't look that bad to me. Let's see. It doesn't look that bad, but my problem is is that does it have I, the same I feel like there's a reason why this hasn't thing hasn't been released. In Does it have two the girl years. from uh, Glass? And Does it have the girl from um, Game of Thrones? No. Does it have the girl from? Come on, spit it out. From Juno. Sound like me. 
Umbrella know. Academy, that's what I was trying to go for. Umbrella Academy. Uh, Ellen Page. Yeah, Ellen Page. Is she in it? I, I did not so. see her in it. Right. She's like an umbrella. She seems like she'd be in a movie like that. Uh, You're saying it's Maisie Williams or whatever? whatever. Maisie, Maisie Williams is in there, and uh, whatever that girl is from Split, Glass, Hooch, she's in that. Uh, the one guy who plays like a teenager, or he plays a teenager, he's a, he plays in Stranger Things, uh, the brother to the boy. They should have hired me to do the blurb on the back of it. Oh, yeah? It's Wonder go. Woman meets Commandy. Nice. There you go. Oh, is it back around me? I think it is, actually. Damn. Uh, more Gideon Falls. It's fun. I, uh, type things. It's still tiny whiny and all that other good stuff. I, I still feel like it, though. It's almost a little bit on a fast pace. It's going somewhere. I feel like somewhere. he's trying to wrap it up. I know. Do you get that feel? I, I do. I got too, it always but... scares me because Lemire always wraps stuff up faster than I think he can because he always feels like he has such a great premise and setup and he paces it so well. And then... I like don't want it to end, which is rare for a book, and then all of a sudden he's like, and he's done. Yeah, and I, you're I, like, that's somewhat of the feel. I mean, and this one's just keep going with his tiny feel and the fact that there's some bad thing that's released in one of these damn universes, and they're trying to catch up to that. Meanwhile, your priest and your uh, doctor are trying to figure out how to get to the center, I think, of the universe or whatever the hell it is. But yeah. uh, it's still more the same, but it just feels like it's trying to fast track to something. To some type of happening. Lemire there. isn't known for long series. Descender was probably the longest thing really? of his. Well, Sweet Tooth, I guess, was longer. But that I was never, pretty long. I never yeah. read that. Really? You read a good chunk of them, didn't you? Like a couple trades, maybe. Okay. All right. But anyway, Gideon Falls, still good. I'm, I can dig it. It's a 2019 Eisner Award winner. There you go. <laughs> Worthwhile. For Best New Series, didn't it come out in 2018? That's weird. I would think so. Maybe it won in 2018. Like, all right, Family Tree, we'll do the Lemire thing. I read there issue two of Family Tree. What'd you right. think of this? I'm enjoying this. Phil Hester does the art, who I always enjoy. Yeah. Um, and his style, it's like, uh, I don't know if it's Eric Gapser inking or whatever. His style feels a little little different, a little more organic. I don't know. I really like it. Um, but uh, he you did a book with Warren Ellis. Eric Gapster inking? No, it is. I don't know if that's what's I causing the style to feel different. Gotcha. Or if Phil Hester it. is just mixing it up. <clears throat> I don't know the reason. But anyway, it's super cool. It's, uh, it's about this lady... And her daughter starts turning into a tree. And so she kind of goes on the run trying to get her to the doctor. And then people start, like, trying to either capture her daughter or kill her daughter. We're not sure. But there's this weird cult that, like, are trying to take her daughter. And then she runs into her father-in-law. And turns out that he is going to help her because apparently his son turned into a tree, which is what's on the cover. The father-in-law carrying the son. And the son is her husband, obviously, but her husband, like, left, like, many years ago and abandoned them. Well, apparently the reason he abandoned them is because he was turned into a tree. And so, anyway, apparently it's a family tree, you get the thing, because, like, the family oh. are turned into trees for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's a pretty cool little uh, book so far. Very fast-paced, like, they're on the run, and people are trying to capture the tree people, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, anyway. That's all I know. Family tree. Very good. Alright, so my battery glows at 20%. 20%. Holy crap, we gotta wrap this up. I had my phone charged at like 70. You can always plug it in. It's not like there's a plug like freaking. I only got a cord that reaches. Yeah, my god, that's like less than six foot, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you finally read this? Cool. Yeah. That's yours. Finally, the last issue just came out. Sweet. Finally? It's about time. Jesus. Did you buy it? Uh, no. 
He's got like Marvel, Marvel Unlimited. He doesn't buy anything. Oh, have Marvel. you read it? I have not. It doesn't come out for six months. Oh, Don't. really? Dude. Is that how long that takes? Yeah, so the trad lore is just. He's a beast. Holy shit! Is it as good like, as Luther Strode though? The artwork is just it. It's a beautiful book, dude. Beautiful. It, like, it does, I, just these did, covers. All in I was general, doing was staring at the artwork and the ink. You know what I mean? Like the lines and the artwork and the yeah. color. Like that's all. Wow. I did was, was stare at it. It's so very good. trippy. It's, it is. It is. But it's, it's like pretty cool. it's like that's what I think. Like I've never read the original Silver Surfer, but I imagine that's what it was like. You know what I mean? Like really when, trippy. Yeah. Was um, it? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Everybody's like that hmm. psychedelic Silver Surfer stuff or whatever. But uh, anyway, who did you say did the art? So, uh, Tradmore, he's the guy that did that. Did, did Scott read Luther that? Luther Strode. Yeah, I did. Luther Strode, but yeah. then he did that other book. New World. New Luther World. Scott read that it oh. took it took him forever to draw that thing. But man, the artwork in this thing. So Donny Cates is the writer. The story's good too, um, which that's convenient. I don't know if he. Did that on purpose, but like it sort of ties into it sort of ties into absolute carnage. Really? Um, so yes, I know. Does it? How much Cosmic Ghost Rider is in it though? There's only like one panel of Cosmic Ghost Rider. (sighs) He's like riding by on his (laughs) motorcycle. So Donny Cates is doing the new Thor book. (laughs) Yes. Did Thor become the new Silver Surfer or something? No. (laughs) Where's his hammer? So, Silver Surfer, the story, if I remember exactly what the story is about, <laughs> it's kind of cool, like, so he, he meets Null, K-N-U-L-L, which is the god of symbiotes, which Null comes into play in Absolute Carnage, but he has, like, an encounter with him, and it starts to turn his hand black, and then, like, the more that he accepts the dark side of the cosmic power or whatever from the way I understood it. His whole arm turns black and then I think like towards the end of the book he's like mostly all black. It's called Silver Surfer Black. Right. But Mm -hmm. it is cool because like so he he goes and he finds um is it Eon, the planet? Ego? Ego. He finds Mm -hmm. Ego and uh Is Kurt Russell in it? Yes, Kurt Russell is it looks strangely like Kurt Russell. But uh Ego is like, he had like, he said he had like a meteorite crash on the planet and he's like got some problems on the in, on the inside of his planet like, <laughs> and uh, it's not, something's not quite sitting well, right? So Silver Surfer goes into the planet and pulls out the, um, he pulls out Galactus as a kid, like in his incubator hatch hmm. box or whatever. And so then he has the whole dilemma because he's like, I could kill Galactus now before Galactus does any harm. But Galactus whatsoever. is a force of nature. You can't stop him. Right. And so he actually has a conversation with Galactus. And even you Galactus be nice. has be been nice. drawn, was drawn beautifully in this book. Like, wow, as a baby? Cause like, baby Galactus? Yeah. Like, is it baby Galactus? Off, it's baby Galactus? They should have like a baby Yoda, baby Galactus baby team baby. up. There you go. But uh, Marvel anyway. has the rights to Star Wars. It's, it's the rights um, to both. There you go. It was good. Like I said, but I, all I did was I pretty much just stared at the pages at the artwork because it's mm. just awesome. Interesting. It's a good strategy. Uh, cool. Which you ironically is weird. I actually read that before I started to read Absolute Carnage and it kind of tied into it, so I did something right. That is weird. Sort of, I guess. Well, I think you're right. See, he's black on the... Yeah, he's black on the... 
last page. I get it. I understand black. the concept of turning to the dark side and becoming black. <laughs> and the book is called Silver Surfer Black. Ooh. It's not that hard to figure out. It's all good. Middle West. Middle West, book two. Book two. Uh, did you like it better than book one? I think I did. I yeah. did too. I felt yeah. like it, he established a world now we could just kind of tell a cool going story. There. It, it does have... It takes some strange turns there a little bit, but he's yeah. really... You're right. I like it, but it's pretty dark. I mean, it's really kind of doing a whole. What would you say? It's trying to be something there that's like a personal, you know, almost feeling, you know, and stuff in there, you know, of how to try to deal with, you know, either your inner turmoil. Yes, inner turmoil, the frustrations, anger, you know, in trying not to be you know, your parents or how some of this stuff passes down, you know, and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, it, it's, like I said, it almost feels very personal in a way that he's well, doing. He said that, that it's like a kind of autobiographical, personal, you know. Is it? His, his own, like, struggles in his life. And yeah, and, it, and, and reading stuff. that, it almost feels, you know, a little difficult because of that you know and some of some of the yeah. strife and, and things now granted by the time that this one ends you know he's kind of into that whole like boys farm or whatever the hell mm -hmm. it is type thing which is can be a little scary and has maybe been done a little bit before in some ways but the way that it was set up and, and goes to it i'm i'm really kind of digging so you're right where i thought the first one was a little bit more i don't know setting up something maybe felt a little bit more run of the mill i thought this really kind of was developing things a little bit more and, and and like i said that whole personal feel just you know really kind of yeah. at least cool. grip, for me personally anyway kind of gripped there a little that's bit cool. at i think that's go, what he's going for to so. go wow this is almost hurts to read you know in some respects i know. worry that scotty young may is isn't a developed enough writer to really bring Nailed it all it. together yeah you know i think he, he's a good writer but a lot of his stuff has been sort of simpler well easier. yeah very simpler this is funny, a fairly dense story with a, he's trying things. to kind of bring it together and so we'll, it'll be interesting to see i'm sure he can i have no, yeah i mean he's a great artist and i'm sure he'll figure it out but i i would agree you know, I, like, I think he can does he have the writing tale, chops you're to right kid, bring it all home yeah for something like you like i said is so uh it just seems close to home and whatever the heck else yeah. can you do that type stuff yeah but yeah, no, I appreciate that one. It was, cool. it was pretty good. Middle West, book two. You do about something. Yeah, she should talk about I something. What to talk about? You got oh, a big ass book. Dynamo Five. You read Dynamo Five? Uh, read like the first trade. This is really the 2000s. It. It's such a good book. Maybe it's like. Was this all the spin-offs and everything? When did this come out? Didn't they? I don't know if there's spin-offs. There's one limited series in here, and then there's like an annual, and then there's like a... What's the family book that he did? Like Oh, Noble Causes? Noble Causes. This doesn't have that in here. No, but I have read, I think, the first trade of Dynamo 5. So the concept of Dynamo 5 is pretty cool. So there's this like Superman-type character, right? All these cool books start with that. And he dies. Well, and he was married. Well, it turns out he was having affairs all through his career, and he fathered these five children. And so his ex or his wife, his widow, finds these five children, irradiates them with the same radiation that gave him his powers, and each of these five offspring now have um, part of his power. Like each one has one of his five powers. So like one of them has telepathy, one of them can change his shape, 
one of them is super strong, one of them is super fast, and then I think, can't remember the, oh, the other one has like vision, like you can see x-ray vision, but can also shoot it like a beam and hit hmm. people with it and stuff. So anyway, so you've got Dynamo 5, that's the name of the book. Right, so you've got right, a team right. of five people, they're all basically uh, illegitimate children of this superhero. You're setting me up pretty good here. And the superhero is dead, and so she takes this team and she's kind of like the, what's the guy in Charlie's Angels who kind of pulls the strings? Charlie. Charlie. Well, I thought that, what's the Bosco or something? Bosco. She's kind of like the Charlie who's like pulling the strings of this team, and she's basically using them as a replacement. Since her husband is dead, they have to now defend the city or whatever. Okay. You know, so she's using them, and she's like the, she tells them where to go. She talks to them on the radio and kind of walks them through the strategy and stuff. So, But it's a cool, fun book about this team of people that are all half brothers and sisters. You know, they have to kind of form a family and form bonds and kind of their interpersonal relationships yeah. and dealing with the fact that their dad was a dickhead and now the lady or they're the children that his now his wife is like helping them but she's kind of has resentment toward them because they're like the reminder that her husband was unfaithful okay okay there's a lot of layers to it or whatever but yeah it's how many issues did it go it's uh, i think it's 20 i think it's like 30 because there's 25 issues and then um there's like a five issue limited series oh really there's a couple of one shots and like uh anthology type okay things so this is pretty much everything though for the pretty whole... much i mean they continue they claimed that it was going to keep going but sales weren't there and so it never really I mean, so does it have he, a decent ending then, so to speak? It doesn't or? really end like okay. a normal like book that was intended to end. I okay. think he always said he was going to come back to it. But the artist is Mahmoud Azra. And art's really good? Yeah, he's super awesome. Mahmoud Azra, this is like his first major work. And now he works for Marvel. He's doing like their Conan book, and he did X-Men for a while. So oh, wow. after this, he moved on to like Marvel types work, you yeah. know. And so I think that's what happened is they lost him like at, at a certain point and then they brought a different artist in and then yeah, it lost some of its magic, but it was still good. I mean, the writing was still there, which is a big yeah. part of it. But you do kind of miss the art because he is, I'm a big fan of his stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, if you like Invincible, I think you would dig this. It's the same kind of new, it's like a new superhero vibe, you know, yeah, if you like Invincible. Yeah. Obviously it doesn't go as long and it doesn't, in the same way where Invisible right. wraps up nice and neatly yeah. or whatever. So this could keep going. Maybe someday Jay Barber is the writer. He'll Barber, come back to Barber. it, you know. I'm still waiting for him to finish Copperhead, so I don't hold out any hope. So but anyway, he's a he's a pretty good writer. He he knows how to do like interpersonal type stuff. Cool, cool. So, yeah. That's good. That's good. Five. Alright. I got caught up on Batman. Oh my god. City of Bane. Oh yeah. Big the big Tom King finale. Well, he's still doing another series, isn't he? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, there's like a limited. He's going to wrap it up in a limited oh, series. I don't know. I have not read the last issue. There's one more issue to go. I thought I had them all. <laughs> and I sat down to read them. This is like a 10, 11 part story. And I've read everything except the last one. It just hasn't come out yet. I thought, I, I thought 10 parts was enough, but apparently it's not. Apparently not. So this really... <laughs> This is like the culmination of like what he's been doing. Yeah, it's like eighty for issues or something. Eighty issues for eighty something for the whole his whole run, and it all kind of comes back to like what's happening here. This really gave me the vibe of like uh, he just totally ripped off the third Batman movie. Oh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, where Bane like takes over <laughs> the city. What is it called City it is at called Bane? City, city at Bane. But yeah, so like <laughs> Bane. Sense. So well, didn't that kind of rip off No Man's Land in a way? Sure. Okay. Yeah. 
But you had the Christopher Nolan to his credit had to go somewhere though to. Well, this is after, so this exactly. guy ripped. But off. I mean, I'm just saying that if Christopher Nolan <laughs> ripped off, off No Man's Land, No Man's Land, that's to be expected because they should have been taking comic book. Yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. To right. do supposed that. to take, you know, stuff. Yeah, no. that this ripping off of a movie, which ripped I don't off of know, a comic. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's I mean, to be expected. It just it gave me similar vibes. Like I'm like, oh, this reminds me of that. But so is what. What's happened is um, Batman's father, um, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Isn't he dead? But, oh, but not from another dimension. Of course he not. shot He's by Joker or something? <laughs> so there's another dimension of Thomas Wayne who has come back. And he's trying to teach Bruce that he shouldn't be Batman. That mm. He should like live his life and he's ruining his life. So... Him and Bane are kind of in this together where they're teaming up to, to break bring down Batman. Batman. Nice. Break Batman. Break him not physically, but mentally. Mentally. Too. They've mentally broke down Brilliant. Batman. Like, they've destroyed him. And by love it, I mean wow. I don't. And, um, and in doing so, they've gotten rid of him, and so they basically have taken over Gotham. And it's like the Joker and the Riddler and all the... They're all cops. <laughs> but they're not cops. I mean, they're cops, but they're like bad guys. Like they just run the town, and like citizen, normal citizens run in terror whenever they show up. But basically, Bane is running Gotham, of course. And um, all the bad guys are working for him. And they, like I said, they they destroyed Batman, broke him down, and then he. It's almost like when Bane broke his back, he had to. He had to physically recover. Yeah. Now he's like mentally recovering, and he's got um, Catwoman is there with him of to course. like help him and train him because this is all kind of like a Catwoman thing. And I mean, the story's been around Catwoman, and really, they had Catwoman and and Bruce. Catwoman and Batman were supposed to get married, and then they right. did, it was the whole lead up to that, and then they didn't get married. So this and continues so, on from that a little bit? Yeah, this whole... Tom King started on number one when they rebooted Batman. Okay. And this is basically an 85-90 issue run of his story. Of his story, yeah. And it all kind of... He's been building on it, and it all kind of ties in. I mean, there's elements from the very first issue... Wow. ...that come back to play. But Drew... Yeah, Drew ran away, but... Um, I guess we shouldn't say that because they can't see it on the radio. <laughs> but uh, um, on the radio, how old are on, you? On the Facebook, <laughs> you can't see it on the Facebook. But um, so so anyway, though Bane has put a he's why put, does his he's put an ultimatum on on Gotham and none of the and the the like the government the U.S. government is behind Bane. They're like, oh, the city's fine. Like they're running it. And we're just not going to get involved with it. So just let them do whatever they want Okay. with Gotham. Yeah. And so they put an ultimatum on that no Robins are... Because um, Alfred is still there. Like, he's still in the manor, whatever. And they have him captured. And But he's... If any of the Robins or any of the Bat family come into Gotham, I will kill Alfred. Like, I'm just going to kill him. Yeah. And All so right. that's the way he's trying to keep everybody out. But Damien doesn't play that way. And so Damien, like, Damien says, F it, I'm going in. He's not going to kill Alfred. Well, they 
They kill Alfred. Spoiler alert, they kill Alfred in this book. Oh, good God. He but, just spoiled the whole thing for you. But then, they do a thing where um, Alfred is, like, talking, and I don't know if they're flashback or if they if they play the ruse or whatever, because Alfred is telling Batman, he's like, hey, I'm safe. Don't worry about me. I'm safe. Just take care and do whatever you got to do. Well, it was all, it turns out it was all, like, he just, he made that ahead of time to tell him so that Batman would do the right thing. And so, apparently, in the GC universe now, Alfred is dead. No! Yeah, they killed Alfred finally. But, uh... uh he was, he had a good run. Yeah, he had a good <laughs> booty. I'm glad he's dead. Year run. Exactly. Glad Alfred's dead. Yeah, I'm sure. He'll what will back. Batman do now? Now he'll have to deal with Catwoman, but I think they're going to replace Batman. I've been hearing rumblings that there's going to be a different Batman. Wow, it's like they're out of ideas almost. I know. Have you heard anything or read anything about this G5? I guess is what they're calling it, like the next phase of the DC, like videos. Yeah. I've heard of it. Okay, I read like an article about it. I haven't read an article about it. How they're gonna redo everything and they're yes. gonna start over with everything again. Did they now. just do that? Yeah, they did. Well, eighty-five. Actually, um, why what? does Bane though forty-two in the you know climax? Because that's of these double shit. You know, so like four and a half years. What ago? made him such a big DC or Batman villain? I don't know. He was that nineties. He broke his back. He broke his back. It was a big deal. Back ever then. since and then, they then. Had him in the movie. yeah, I agree. With Scott. I don't think Bane is that great of a character. I mean, I just or as that great of a Batman to movie. put him as your ultimate villain yeah. at the peak of your. He should always be the Joker. This is all just a playback to the. I mean, the whole thing. If the whole thing's been leading up to Bane breaking Batman, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Like the eighty issues. It's all a playback to. To the, to the nightfall when they broke his back yeah, originally back in the 90s, 90s or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's what this is. And they broke his back and then somebody took over as Batman. Right. But as real they as don't as physically real. break him in this. They Why mentally break him I'm... because I think this is... See, that's what I... Like, I don't know what happened when they did Rebirth and then they did the New 52 and they did all that crap. Like, I kept reading Batman. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember it ever. I think they kept Batman the same, and they just jacked with everybody else. You know. What well, I mean? with Rebirth, they did that time jump. Like Detective was like early for a while. Like it was when he was first starting out. Right. Same how Action Comics was. Remember, it was like. But then, then they had the regular Superman and Batman books were like five years later, and so I think they tried to say, well, all the old Batman stories happened in that five years, and now we're going forward. But gotcha. it's kind of like a reboot too, and they wanted well, their cake and eat it too. Right. Later. Because I think in this, they if I remember, they're like, well, we already tried to physically break Batman, and that didn't work. So now yeah. we're going to mentally break him. But Grant Morrison did that. When he did that run, he mentally broke down the yeah. Batman mm-hmm. right around that. Well, what else that, are you going to do? new whatever. Yeah. It was the Crisis yeah. and all that mm-hmm. shit. Which, that was a great storyline. Like, I yeah, love well, that Grant Morrison stuff. run on Batman. But anyway, I'm enjoying it. It's well, That's good. It's better than just your your monthly Batman catches Doc Mr. Freeze and then Batman sure. catches Clayface. I mean, it's a... I kind of like the idea of a long, story. built up... Like, I like that. Cool. So, anyway. Nice. You only had to spend... Like, $900. 80 times 
for three hundred twenty dollars for the cast tour. That's cool. Wow, that's well, not bad. Actually, I'm up to eighty five. So oh, so add twenty three forty. Yeah, still not bad. That's, yeah, I, that's I don't I don't pay. It's a small retail. price to pay for a yeah. Batman tour you've done before. I don't <laughs> I don't pay retail. Talking. It's true. So it's, it's probably it's, half that. It's like so, half, half or half of that. Or, you know, See? Two and, thirds of the And most. for two thirds of the time, I didn't even have to pay sales tax. So That's you know, true. You were paying sales tax. Oh, wow. Where's the. But thank you. IRS there. Thank you, Senate and whatever, whoever passed the bill. Yeah, now thanks pay a sales lot. Sales tax. Losers. Losers. Now I have to shop local. Might as well. It's saying I don't get my sales tax break. Right. Well, if you shop Amazon, you didn't anyway. So. Did you see they they added a two percent sales tax to the oh to the downtown, to the downtown area. Around yeah, the baseball done it. They're proposing it. No, I think they no, voted. I think they voted it to today. do it. Yeah. It has to go to a general. Vote. No, it doesn't, because since it's it's like a district, I think they can just do it. No, what I read was that they had it had to go to a. I hope vote. so, but I just think yeah, about city council vote. They just voted there. for it. When today? Yeah, like yesterday. No, I think it was yesterday when I read it or heard they it. Passed it. But yeah. now maybe they just passed it. And now it has to go to like a citywide vote, maybe. But I think it made it sound like it was already. It made it, it sound was, like it was a done. It was deal. a done deal. It was going to happen in, in April before yeah. the baseball stadium opened. I just thought. Well, I was crap. curious. Is that all those places like down there in Delano and things? I should. But they but they drew it around the like Gander old Gander Mountain me, building, so it so, wasn't. What are you so? How does this? This is totally not anything. But how does that work? So is it just a two percent sales tax increase in that zone? Yeah. Yes. In that zone. Yes. Yeah. So Who it's like it's going to shop there. Well, because well, if those... you're down there for the baseball stadium, you run to a restaurant and you do something. But it does kind of suck for all those little businesses that are down there in that Delano area. Because well, I, I thought they said it didn't go all the way to Delano. Well, like, I think the, it stopped at some point. But the, I think it's the baseball stadium's right there. Yeah, I think part of the Delano is. So it, it was just kind of stretching right over there. But so I don't know I don't exactly know. where Delano starts and ends, you know? Well, it kind of starts at Seneca, I thought, and kind of ended by McLean. But yeah, yeah. Well, McLean doesn't really exist anymore. Well, true, but I mean, that's where so, yeah, the stadium but, is. But it yeah. sucks so if I want to go to Exploration like. Place or something. I got to pay like extra 2% now or something. Well, possibly, know. if it stretched that far. I don't know. I didn't. I, I need to no look at the map again. I, yeah, it's confusing. It is kind of dumb. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about the same thing. I think I'm going to talk about this one. Yes, finally, Morning Glories. Morning Glories. Volume so you, so 8, you 9, were 10. smart and you read all the earlier ones before. I did, just because I like Morning Glories in general. And it had been so helped. long since I had read it that uh, it was good to go back. You know, I'm, I'm sure yeah, it would have been. It was I hugely it. important, I think. Is this over or is there still more? There are no more after this, but it's not really over. Yeah, there's supposed to be a whole other... 50 issues. Spencer always said he was going to do 100. Mm. So this should only be the halfway mark, but yeah. he just hasn't gotten back Because to quite frankly, the, the the last one that they published was 50, issue 50. This gets you to 50. Yeah. But at the very end of it, you look at it and it says to be continued. Yeah. And, and it leaves you on a huge cliffhanger. Hmm. Well, not huge, but pretty big. I don't know about huge, but it doesn't is it on an island? Yes, but I mean, this is morning <laughs> glories, so I mean, it's Everything is a huge cliffhanger in a lot it's of true. ways. It's true. So there is, okay. I really like Morning Glories. And going back and rereading it, I still like it. Awesome. But the problem that I have with it is that I think storytelling narratives in a way have changed 
somewhat since it came out. Yes. Does that make sense? In yeah. Some ways? I mean, because when it came out, you know, the big thing at that time was Lost and these kind of serial story, you know, type things, you know, with these lots of mysteries, mysteries and, and trying to start pulling you going in, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And this kind of capitalizes on some of that too at the time. It's very you know, much whereas, Lost meets Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or something. Yeah. Or yeah, Buffy something, or whatever else, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you look at some of the stuff that we get now, you know, that are a lot of the binge watching that we get today, you know, or whatever, in which yeah. you carry your mystery, but you don't carry that long. You give them a payoff, you know, or you, you throw a lot more out there. Correct. You know, reading, especially with rereading a bunch of stuff, I sit there and I go, holy fuck, he just doesn't tell us anything. You know, I mean, every time that he tries to even get to a point where there's a question to be answered, he adds five other questions, you know, yeah. type stuff. And it just compiles and keeps compiling to the point of where it's almost, like I say, just from what I'm used to now, maybe in reading something, it's almost getting to the point where it's almost like, just tell us or frustrating yeah. to, to some <laughs> Because respects. by the time you tell us, it's never going to live up to the You're highest. exactly so right. If you drag out too long, it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot. That's right. That's right. So that, that's probably the only drawback I really have. I still think overall, though, I mean, it, you know, this whole podcast has been somewhat in that respect of how to tell a story, you know, in yeah. some cases. And Morning Glories tells it well. You know, it's got good pacing. It's got good characterization. You know, you, you buy into a lot of this type of stuff. Um, you know, the, the characters have certain abilities that are kind of outside the norm. I, I like the fact that there's a lot of, would you call it philosophical type things in there? You know, I mean, he's trying to tell something where he's taking a lot, I think, of the different religions and stuff that are out yeah. there, you know, and trying to put it in maybe more of a modern day spin. I think that maybe a part of that is what's frustrating because, you know, I, you could, I, I know reading this, you would, you would never get all the answers, period. Yeah. Even if he got to 100, I can't see that he would totally wrap it up to say flat out this is what it is yeah. he wants to have people hey make it as what you think yeah which is okay but it in some respects it's a little frustrating because i'd like to know a little bit more of it sounds dumb but what the what the, the individual group's in game a little bit more is yeah that's a little bit on the vague side and i'm yeah, sure i don't even know the motivations of that's anybody, right and you know? you're not real sure and you're 50 why. issues in you don't even know yeah. what people are trying and to you're do. like okay i got abraham and his crew and we got to you know the headmaster and their crew why the hell are they even battling you know or why is there who really is the good guy and the bad guy i mean i'm sure there's reasons to keep it vague because i think it may be some of this respect of of uh different forces in general you know call it heaven hell whatever the heck yeah. else type things you know which i kind of like but it is a little on the frustrating of what are you really wanting to tell i mean throwing in you know especially going back through it you know there's when certain things would happen you know touching the i call it the collider or whatever that hell yeah. that big freaking you know sphere type thing you know <laughs> and then you see these weird pictures of things that happen through time what the F is that for? It's kind of neat, you know, when you think it is, but 50 issues in, you still haven't explained why the hell this tiny whiny shit's going on and who's what, you know, type things. Yeah. And what the hell well, is going was... on with Danielle Clarkson or whatever, is that her name? The, basically, it's Casey, you know, yeah. when she goes back in time and goes back, you know, well, see, I, I don't know if I was supposed to know that before, but I finally realized that the teacher is Casey from the yes. future. Were we? Did we know that before this arc? We did. You okay. did know that. 
See, I think I had forgotten that or yeah. I hadn't caught it the first time yeah. around. No, you knew it. Because at one point I'm looking through, and I know Joe Eisma, he's a great artist, but sometimes his characters aren't distinctive enough, you know? And I'm like, why is Georgina this evil person? And then there's this Daniel Clarkson who looks just like Georgina. Yeah, it's probably Georgina. I'm like, yeah. are they supposed to be the same character? Yeah, no. Are they? No, 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 no. They are definitely not. I think they, some of it is to try to... Then why? Well, at least my feeling is that it's not. A, he could have some weird twist there, but... Uh, but they're, they're not. not. So why would he draw them so similar? They look almost the, exactly I, I the same. The idea, there was a particular... I think Nick Spencer wanted that, you know, in but a way. why? That's confusing. Uh, because when you're reading it, you're like, is this Daniel which or one is, is this Georgino? But and I gotta, like, wait for him to say something. I think part of it was to try to have her character be able to step in for Georgina if because they were basically after kids at the time. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah. it was that kind of confusion. So was she type trying thing, to pretend like thing. she was Georgina, like be a In some cases in some she cases. could. Okay. I think. And that makes sense, but I don't know that I even though I don't I know that, that she up. really used it a whole lot, but I think there was cases where she was trying right. to use that to her advantage yeah. to to play both both sides, you know, of, of whatever was going on, you know, in this whole chess piece game of trying to gather, you know, gather the pieces. Yeah. So, um, I think my bigger problem is, is that sometimes I can't, with with Eisma here again, like you said, I, I don't see it. I, I like his style, and I like a, a lot of how he how he individualizes, I think, some of the characters. Sure. I have a harder time with telling age, so to speak. Oh, yeah. You know? I can see that. In particular with Casey, you know, when she did go back, yeah. and she did that thing, then she, then she comes back to you know the morning glories that whatever yeah well she has a 10 years worth of memories in there yeah did she age did she not i'm i'm assuming she's not because of the way that the characters interacted with her they yeah. didn't say wow you look older or something yeah. so i guess she came back there but it was just hard to tell because she's kind of a i don't know looks more of adult female yeah. anyway in general sure. the way that he draws her so it, it uh I, that was probably more my difficult factor there. Yeah, I can see that. But I find, though, where this one, you know, kind of goes to the climax in general. It was a good lead up there, the poor truants or whatever the yeah. hell that you want to call them. I mean, they're pretty much, their story is all pretty tragic, I guess, yeah. with the way that a lot of it kind of wraps yeah. up, which is interesting because it really doesn't have a, for some of the setup of them, it's like you really felt like you didn't get a great payoff on some of them. Yeah, well, at some point, I know that he introduced all those characters, and I'm like, they really added a lot of complexity to the story. I think so, too. I would almost said just stuck with the original six and six, just, and just, just keep, keep going. that going. Yeah. And I didn't need all these new characters necessarily. I would it agree. really added a lot of complexity. And because then it added, added all that and the backstories and all those yeah, types of stuff I'm that like, came in there, which really, I felt like, slowed down some of yeah, what he was trying to get to. Correct. And, uh, you know, the whole meeting with the headmaster that Casey has at the end of this one while kind of cool, really didn't, I didn't feel add much to his story in general. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, well, okay. He didn't really tell us anything. I would agree. Exactly. And I think that may be the, the part back there again with the frustrating thing is it feels like as much cool things that are in here, I don't know that it's telling me anything. You know, yeah. I feel like at, at the end of 50 issues, I knew as much as I did after reading the first issue in some cases. Maybe a little bit more because of some of the powers maybe that the kids have yeah but even those aren't very well explained and i don't even Man. know what the hell of the kids really have power over yeah it's kind of weird yeah so, so it, it's still good it's still digging <laughs> i wish they would go on and do something more with it because i think there's a lot of potential there 
that was yeah, never it's been truly off for, fulfilled. What, like a couple, of, I think it's three or four, four years, years now, I think now. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good long time. I mean, it'd be great that they could get back to it, but it's that whole creator own thing though. I think too that yeah. kind of causes the causes the problems there. Definitely. All right, we're so, gonna thank you. Yeah. All right, so we're running out of time. We're pushing up on two hours. So let's go ahead and, and my own my devices are running out of charge. Um, let's go ahead and just do rapid fire with whatever you guys got left. Well, you got left. I don't have anything. Nothing that you want to talk about? Nah, it's mostly single issue stuff and nothing. Yeah, nothing much. that you really want to just say, hey, nah, this is nothing great. Nothing I really even remember or thought that was like, super great. Or, I mean, I just want to mention this. So it's Batman. More Batman? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Three by. Freddie Williams. Yeah. I even read more Batman. I didn't bring it. I read Batman Who Laughs. That, that art series. looks really cool. That yeah. Freddie Williams. So this is the third Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle team up. This one's interesting because it goes to the um, uh, crisis on infinite multiple crisis multiple universes in crisis. So is what it, so they have basically um, Krang is like the anti is the anti monitor like combined together um and so they bring in another um so they go back to the another rea uh, reality where it's the original teenage mutant ninja turtles so they're actually in black and white oh my it's like God. Raphael, and they bring in kevin eastman to do the artwork so it's like anywhere that the original teenage mutant ninja turtle is like he does the artwork so i thought that was really cool I mean, obviously, it's a. I I buy these because they're. I don't expect much out of them. They're a fun read, and I love yeah. the um, Freddie Williams artwork. I just thought it was a cool way for the third series to go at and do the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Month and there's even a scene in there where it's like the sky turns red and that's the race. It's like why is the sky red? Because <laughs> they have the red sky. But anyway, um, if you like the other ones, you'll like this one. The art's awesome. Um, and with uh, what's his face in it to Kevin Eastman. So. Cool. And well, I'm not going to talk about anything else because I think what I can do with Elephant Man is just borrow the next volume and then I can uh, talk about those in right. the next one. So. Yeah. I mean, you can talk so, about them. we got time. Oh, I, God, I, I want to talk. I, I think he's got before. a lot of Well, no, stuff it's, here. it's fine. So. I'm just going to do this and then I'll be done. But so I so I finished letter forty four. So this is the end of the three. series, then. Yeah, it only ran for like thirty five. And it actually years. wraps up here. Yep. then with a it wraps up. True it ends satisfying. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I loved your setup there that you told me about on book one or whatever. Yeah. This this one kind of interests me a little bit. Okay. Well, if you're what do you interested. think? What did you think about it though overall? I mean, yeah, I liked it. About it was a good story. So like the second book, so I. They kind of run a little bit together, but I think the end of the first book that I talked about, the new president was debating whether or not, or he did, like, um, release the heart, the new, the new weaponry or whatever. Right, right. You were talking a little bit about that. So in book two, it goes right into it. So that has started World War Three, basically. All the other countries are like oh we should have this too and okay. there's also a twist with the former president where he's kind of working against the united states now with other countries trying to get the weaponry the back technology. in 
the technology so that they can be ready for the aliens whenever whatever happens happens mm. and so yeah so the i think like the whole second book is kind of basically dealing with world war three now some of the other countries have the technology so now they're back all on the same kind of level playing field and it's just shit getting blown up but then it also plays into the <laughs> plays into the so you basically you have two scenarios going on you have the you have what's going on on earth where they're trying to prepare for the aliens and then you have the space crew that has gone out they've made contact with the aliens they think that they're good but then they're not so there's like there is an ulterior motive from the aliens but it's kind of I don't know I don't want to spoil a whole bunch if you are interested in reading it. It's no, not like, but, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, chases are by the time I read, I'll forget. Basically, all that, that they this alien race they have mastered everything. Like they they basically perfected. There's no illness. There's no death. There's none of this. And so like they basically they've gone to a place where it takes energy to expand. And they don't have any more energy because they're mm -hmm. limited where they are. They've maxed everything out. And so they try to create their own energy. Or they find a way that they can get the energy, but they fuck it up somehow. And it basically is what it does is it sends out a it sends out a ripple through the entire universe or, or whatever. And it's basically like going around it's going on a spiral eating planets. <laughs> And so they're they're trying to stay ahead of it because every time that they they prevent it or I, I I lose a little bit of it, but every time they prevent one from happening, if they do it for like a billion years, like if they destroy one every year for a billion years, they'll finally defeat it. So mm -hmm. they're like on this billion year quest to like get rid of this problem that they started. Okay. And so the earth just happens to be in the way of this wave that's coming right so they're there not to necessarily save the earth but the earth's still gonna die but they can do something where it'll affect this wave and mm -hmm. if they do it forever then it'll because they have all the time in the world right. apparently but, okay but anyway yeah it does end and i mean it it acts like it's going to go one way and then it kind of goes the other way. So it was a little bit surprising, like how it ended, ended because you don't think it's going to end this way and then it does end a different way. But hmm. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's a fairly quick read. I mean, I tore through Really? Them. I tore okay. through them fairly quickly. I mean, I was on break, uh, you know, over yeah, the holiday, holiday or whatever. Bit. But but um, I liked it. The art's pretty good. Um, it does look like it. And I, like I said, I really liked uh, the story. I think that. Uh, What's his name? Soul. Uh, what's Charles his? Soul. Charles Soul. I really dug this story, and I think you know I've always kind of enjoyed his stuff, but this was a pretty good. Huh. Cool. Pretty good story. So I didn't bring the first one, but if you are interested in reading them, let me know. And I yeah, yeah, you might them, have but, to keep those on a. But I think it, it's a good story somewhere. Yeah. So I, it just I looks like something it. that's more up my alley, you know, yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, I think you might like it. In those Matt was reading it, too. I think Matt really liked it. Yeah. So. Well, if Matt liked it, I'm sure I'll like it. I'm sure you'll like it. Even Matt had the same case. We both like Invincible. Invincible? <laughs> Morning Glories, I think we both did. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Yeah. But I also, I read Absolute Carnage. 
And I didn't get to the last issue. I have one more issue to read of Absolute Carnage. <laughs> Why don't you get to save Batman Absolute Carnage for, like, next time? Next That'd time. Be awesome. There you go. Okay. Just wrap so, it all up. But I won't remember what happened in Absolute Carnage. <laughs> but it's another Spider-Man story, basically. Yay. So. Yay. But I'm done. Cool. I'm done, too. Sweet. Are you done, Scott? I am. We go see Knives sweet. Out. Knives Out. I've heard good things, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Me also. Bye. Bye.